All right, we're live. All right. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Anime Collector. Bear with us. This is the first uh, rendition of this podcast, and uh, we've already run into several problems. So <laughs> um, I'd like to introduce you guys to my co-host, Augie. Hey, hey. Come on. How you doing today, people? My, my name is Augie. I write on the Over and Tumblr's broadcast under the pen name Don Jobo. I'm here to, here to fight for me and you, so let's go. Had to get you starting to talk a little bit more because it didn't switch over the camera until much later. <laughs> okay. Okay, we're good though. Um, <clears throat> all right, so we got we got a viewer. If you guys don't mind, go ahead and type something in the chat real quick, just so I can make sure this is all working. Or is that you as the viewer? I am the viewer. You are the viewer. Okay. Ooh. Never mind then. <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll just wait a little bit. Um, well, it's not showing. We video. can kind of we, you and I can just kind of uh, figure out what we want to uh, what we want to chat about today. Let me get our notes up real quick. Well, we could do our version of the invention exchange, meaning what we ordered the past couple of weeks, and show it off to the viewers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we got a viewer. <laughs> the anus cancer says that the stream is working. <laughs> so I'm in the wrong stream. Are right, are you are you on the wrong one? You're on the one with the other chat. Yeah. Uh. So now that uh -oh. now that yeah, I'm gonna have to leave that up just because. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's here's what happened. Uh, I scheduled the stream so that it would push out a notification to you guys, uh, to the subscribers. And for whatever reason, you can't do a uh, Google. Uh, I you probably can, but I, I just don't see the option to uh, to do a um, a Google Hangout uh, stream. <clears throat> and that's what we're doing right now. I guess the scheduled streaming is more for you know, broadcasting with OBS and, and different sort of broadcasting things. So okay, just... I got two. okay, throw me the link to us talking because I got some uh, some pals that want to watch this and they're probably wondering me... what's going on. Let's see, let me grab that link real quick. Hang on. I gotta mute my there we go. Okay, got the link. I'm going to send it to you over Facebook. Oh, shoot. Hold on. I didn't save this one. The other stream still says the same exact thing as this one. Did I not save this? Where's the save? Save changes. I did. Okay, let me let me just okay, so go to my ends real quick. Make sure that it says... Oh, hmm. The one I scheduled isn't there anymore. This is frustrating. We're definitely not doing that again. I'll just uh, okay. So for future reference, if you guys want to stay up to date on when we're going to do these podcasts, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> That'll be the easiest way to know, because uh, these are not going to be weekly. They might be by. They might be every other week. Yeah, bi-weekly would be twice a week. Let's see. So that they might be every other week. Uh, then we've got conventions coming up. Oh, man, it says I've got an incoming call. 
closed. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so why don't we start off? Uh, you go ahead and uh, and we'll start off the stream by just going over the purchases from the last week. Hold up, hold up, hold up. All right, my fine. All right, my fine old Navy cashmere wearing friend. For today's invention exchange, I've got something from last from the past as Momotaro and the Sacred Sailors. It was my Funimation and remastered. But what's this? The older edition, edition that they like to play on AWA in one of their rooms. I have that. At least by Zinc. Oh, Zaka. By that. Also, another one recommended by Amazon because it was cheap. The Astonishing Works of Osama Tezka. I apologize for Mr. Mousetat. I definitely have that one. That one has the mermaid on it. That's why I bought it. But what's this in the future? People still go to school with a zombie attack in school live, standard edition. No idea if that's beautiful. Thank you, yeah. Okay, so I have colorful before, but what's more colorful than a pair of colorfuls? As this is the first print with the opening, they open to two extra pairs. However, it's the same disc, so I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> and because I, because I already have both halls of. Lupin, I was I was kind of uh, flustered and didn't know if one was uncut or not, so I got the other version of Twilight Gemini. Gemini, and it, it's empty, but I guarantee you, it's full of dropped discs. <laughs> Ooh, what else we got in this treasure trove of new halls? Well, how about the ship? Chivalry of a Fallen Knight, Standard Edition. Which I'm finally glad that came, I got released over here. You know what kind of fantasy some people go after? Why Pegasus Fantasies with Saint Seiya, released by Iron, Flat Iron Film Company. Yep. Which has weird subtitling. Yeah, go ahead and like, tell them about that real quick. The subtitling for the for the show show lags. What do I mean by that? It's as if someone's going to start a sentence in mid sentence, which now the subtitles would pop up, explain the rest of what I'm going to say, and disappear right near the end. Yeah, the uh, it's it's very similar to the old Hong Kong Malaysia bootlegs where. You're just lucky if those subtitles, if if it makes the show watchable at all, in terms of if you're going to be watching it in Japanese. That is. I heard rumor that uh, Ghost in the Shell standalone complex has problems like that in the legit, legit release. So I'm really? afraid uh, to try that, but I could for, be it wrong. That, I hope I am. For which release? For the individual DVDs or the? I, I think so. Then again, it could be confused with some, of what you're saying, the Hong Kong release. But because of that rumor, I haven't tried it yet. Hmm. I need to bump that. 
So I decided to be part of the modern world by getting the first thing of Hunter Hunter. It's not the steel case. This is well, all from, uh, how recent did you buy all these? A month ago. A month ago, okay. Well, no. I was going to do for the a past month week. From now. I guess because it's the first podcast. Uh... Oh, wow. Uh, FDDNM says uh, Ghost in the Shell apparently has the Japanese audio cut in randomly when watching the dub. Yeah, that um, would add a bit more culture to it. <laughs> which, uh, which version do you know? Um, FDDNM? Because I, I didn't notice that when I was watching it. <laughs> All right, let him answer. You go ahead and uh, continue. Let's get through yours. All right, let me get back to the right screen because I only have the. I think of no, no. Well, well, just hoping that I can see everyone can see me. It's incredibly inedible and delectably. Now, yeah, whatever. Here's fighting food on because I can't act right. Uh, English dub only, and it has all the Fox Kids inserts of of when they go to commercial break. Oh, nice! Which you so think he they says, would leave that out? He says it's from the Blu-ray version. By the way, the Ghost in the Shell. Okay. And also continuing this uh, Saint Seiya trend is Saint Seiya: The Lost Canvas. Who released that? That was released by Discotech slash Eastern Star. Was, I, I, the only thing I have from them is the the movie pack, the two, oh, yeah, the two yeah. movies. Let me rephrase that. The only thing I have from Discotech about Saint Seiya is those. Not not the only thing I have from is them it? at all. Yeah, those. They released that later on, I think because of I think what they released because of forced sales. They might not continue Saint Seiya, but I'm not sure. It's been a while. All right, I'm almost, I'm almost down to three more titles. Okay. So another, another one is Indo-O Rocket. Tilt that up. Know. It was, you get, cut, uh, cut the up. light. Hold up. Let me use that right now. Okay. Ooh. How's that? Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it is. Blind by someone sold it to you. Okay. <clears throat> I'm, I was excited for season one, but now I can't wait for season two later this year for One Punch Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I accidentally bought two of those. Uh-oh. I, you know, I, uh, I pre-ordered it twice is what happened. Yeah. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. And then again, okay. hey, have a Christmas present. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into uh, I'm not done yet. I'm not gonna go into too much detail. Like I'm not I'm not gonna reach out and grab everything, but I'll 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 give you guys a quick list of some of the stuff I picked up uh, in the last couple weeks or whatever. Just starting my cataloging app real quick. Right. I just went through and before the podcast uh, last night I reconfigured everything. Um, to add all the new stuff I'd gotten it, which takes hours if you've got a collection this large. Sweet uh, FDDM. Sorry, the, FDDNM. My my cataloging app just crashed on, on upon opening. 
Um, so let's see. I can tell you off the top of my head. Um, I got the uh, hey Samurai Jeff's here. I got the uh, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. Let me grab that one. Actually, hold on one second. I'll be faster if I grab it. As he's not around, I went ahead and went ahead and got it. Ordered a collection of piano. However, it's the wrong one. Wrong one Since is like this. As this sorry, one sorry. is the library edition of piano. Say that again. I I had the headphones unplugged. Don't worry. I, don't worry. I was being a cheeky bastard. Um, okay. So I ordered piano, the complete collection. Uh huh. Turns out I got the library edition. So <laughs> they cut they cut it out with like this. I don't know, pseudo anime top stickers, three week loan. That's a legit disc, but they just printed off like this. I don't know, something like Windows 95 print. Print of what the cover would look like. So, huh. I have something like that for Ghost in the Shell Rise, um, where it's like the it's it's like that. So. Since since I knew where it was and I didn't have to search for it, here's here's the, <laughs> I'm gonna switch it to me. Here's the Wizard of Oz uh, set that I got. This aired on HBO. Uh, it's the Wonderful Wizard of Oz, the Marvelous Land of Oz, Ozma of Oz, and the Emerald City of Oz. Um, so I got this, and hopefully by now my streaming service hey mr. nice guy just popped in um, let's see okay cataloging app is up now let me tell you the rest of the things I picked up this my <laughs> the computer I have the chat on keeps going to sleep <laughs> um, okay so I bought I bought black Butler uh, because it just went out of print so I wanted to make sure I got that and I actually got uh, season one on eBay signed a signed copy uh, by like four of the main voice actors um, at your uh, I don't want to say your request but because you told me about it I picked up Blue Submarine number six uh, the movie version I'm just gonna I'm noticing my tags are wrong on this so I switch it to DVD okay um, I picked up the mystic archives of Dan Talion and I just picked up go sick uh, what else? Oh God, I got the rest of those horrible Marvel animes. Oh yeah, no problem, dude. No problem, Mr. Nice Guy. He's saying thanks for uh, the help with his Ava video. Um, yeah, I picked up the rest of those terrible Marvel animes. Let me let me give you guys uh, uh, nope, other window. Let me see if I can share screen. Come on. Share screen. Application window. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta. That's annoying. I have to pull it. I, I I'm on a Mac, so I've got the thing where you can have more than one window display or whatever. As you're okay. dealing with this, how much did you have to pay for your version? Even though what? yours sounds very nice because you got the voice actresses and other people to autograph it. Oh, for that it's it's the DVD, um, it's the DVD release of season one that has all the all the signed copies. 
Uh, let me let me turn off the thing so it, it can switch to you. Were you holding something a second ago? Oh, you didn't have to look at me. You know, I, I had it clicked on, on me for a minute. All right. Because it, it keeps, for whatever reason, it's like if I just move the mouse slightly, uh, it uh, uh, it switches to me when you're talking. So this is bizarre. Okay, I'm going to have to, hold on, I'm just going to have to close that. That should take care of it. Okay, that's better. All right, so. Um, can I talk now? Yeah, go ahead. You can talk. Yeah, I've, I've got, uh, I'm just going to move these. Um, these were in here just because I was uh, using it to help me put things back when I was going through the collection and reconsolidating everything. So these are the horrible. They're they're awful. If you guys haven't seen them, I I can't believe. It. So far, I've only watched um, the Avengers, Black Widow and Punisher uh, movie, and that thing is so bad. The premise behind it or the, the motivation behind the villain is the most pathetic beta male thing you've ever seen in your life. Uh, then I, I tried to watch, after I finished that, the uh, uh, the Blade series, and it's, it's unbelievable how much easier it is to take the live-action movies seriously than that anime. Uh, but anyway, I picked up um, the rest of them. So there's, there's six total. There's Iron Man... Uh, there's Wolverine, then there's the X-Men anime, which is, so these are the first two here, Iron Man and Wolverine are like a 12 episode show, 13 episode maybe, and then there's X-Men and Blade, which are all part of a series, then there's the movie, uh, Iron Man Rise of uh, Technovore, and then there's the other movie, The Avengers, Confidential, Black Widow and Punisher, uh, so I also picked up, because um, I found it real cheap, uh, oh, this says collection one. I, should, I put the wrong uh, image here. This is actually collection two that I have. I picked up uh, Seraph of the End. I have them in here as the individual sets, but I actually have the um, I have the limited edition, not the collector's edition, because that thing is like retardedly expensive. Um, and then I've, I just picked up Steinsgate. Mr. Nice Guy says that Marvel has always been behind DC in terms of animation, though with them trying to cover the new 52 stuff right now, it's been leveling out. You know, as far as I'm concerned, let me switch this off of screen sharing. Stop. There you go. As far as I'm concerned, come on. Are you serious? I still can't see you on our end. There we go. There we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was thinking, I guess. As far as I'm concerned... DC needs to just dump everything that's not Batman because everything else that they try to do turns out to be just a joke in my opinion. I just, but I'm not a comic guy. I never have been. Um, my favorite comic book heroes are the ones that don't have superpowers, <laughs> all of them. Uh, so I don't know. Well, I guess unless you consider, uh, unless you consider blade having super quote unquote superpowers, but, um, uh, I've never read the Blade comics. I just liked the the movies, especially the the second one with uh, Guillermo del Toro directing. It was a really well put together film. All right, now let me catch up up now. Uh, the I remember the Marvel anime, May Iron Man, Wolverine, and X Men. I'm not mm -hmm. sure about Blade. 
when G4 was on, that was one of the last bits of stuff that they showed before the, they just kind of stopped all together. What's strange is before the podcast, I went to the G4 site and it's still on. Oh, really? Not updatable and you can't really view any articles, but it's still there. Uh, DC Marvel. I'm not a comic book reader either. DC's animation is going to be good because you have the whole Batman the Animated and they just continued that. That and how I, how I see it, they continued that, so the quality is going to be better. However, I can't say that much about the live action movies for DC. Yeah. I, Marvel. From what? Go ahead. Marvel animation, sometimes it's usually a coin flip, unless it's like Spider Man. Unless yeah. it's that 3D Spider-Man, but that's another story. <laughs> um, so, good luck with DC in the movies. I'm I'm afraid to watch Wonder Woman right now because I don't think it's going to be good. But those out there that watch it and it's enjoyable, good for you. You know, as far as I'm concerned, I just, like I said, I I haven't enjoyed the, the, the like, I don't know if it's the heroes themselves or the stories that they put them in, but Wonder Woman, um, Aquaman, Superman is one of my least favorite superheroes. Um, I don't just I don't know. I in my opinion, I, I think especially. I'll speak up for Aquaman for a second. They don't generally depict him correctly. Well, I'm, I'm sure with that with him, there's another ability that he has. He can he's telekinetic with other animals. Because mm-hmm. you usually see him with fish, that's fine. He's sane. When he talks to other animals, he starts to become more insane and maddening. Hmm. Well, uh, one of the things that, that I've, like personally, what they're doing with, I mean, it's so strange that we got on the topic of, of Marvel and DC. They just sort of dominate the discussion right now. But um, they're doing like, uh, Justice League and Avengers. I personally did not care for the Avengers at all. I didn't like it. Um, I think that it's really hard to write stories where you make superheroes team up because somebody is always dominating the the presence, and especially with Hollywood, um, somebody's always going to get top billing and they're going to get more screen time and all that stuff. So it's difficult. I think given the task they had, they did a pretty good job, but I was bored out of my skull watching Avengers. I didn't even see the second one. Um, I don't know. Wow. Anyway, let's uh, let's, yeah, let's let's get back to anime. Let's get out. Yeah, of let's this. get back to DC, let's get out of this. This isn't, this isn't this isn't a place I enjoy being. <laughs> um, so first of all, I just want to mention right now we're calling the uh, the podcast the Open Chest Anime Podcast, and I I decided not to call it something like anime collectors podcast because I, I wanted to differentiate it from uh, from the channel name a little bit uh, and I felt like um, it would be easier to graphically depict something like open chest anime uh, which actually everything about this podcast is supposed to be as simple as humanly possible like we're just trying to handle it uh, Minimal stress. This is the part of the uh, uh, part of the, sh- the channel where you could say you take your pants off and uh, just kind of relax a little bit. But um, 
uh, I asked uh, Augie what what we should title the podcast, and he gave me let me pull it up actually gave me a list of things that he thought it just off the top of his head, and and the the first one that that we we all just kind of latched onto was open chest anime. I gotta get that other one, the hilarious one you came up with. Let's pull it up real quick. But um, the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's not a uh, permanent title. So if you guys have any ideas for a, a better title, we're definitely open to it. Let's see. Oh my gosh, there's so much chat to go through on your uh, on our Facebook because of the last couple days of not being able to get this stream to work at all. <laughs> oh, come on. I don't talk that much. Oh, no. It's just it's just going back and forth like, hold on. I can't hear you. Hang on. Wait. No, this is... I'm going to call you back, you know. Oh, man. What was it? You had this one... Oh, oh. Wait. I think I'm right here. That's... I went too far. This is the part where you're asking me if I had an extra copy of Excel Saga. And then, podcast. Here's the names. <laughs> Treasure Trove Anime Cove. Yeah, Otaku Flea Market, which doesn't, uh, unless like we're selling something. Yeah, <laughs> Anime gave Venti. me that. I didn't like it. Yeah. So anyway, the point is that uh, that we we we're open to. God damn it, computer! Stop, <laughs> stop going to sleep when I'm trying to read uh, chat. Um, the point is that we've got, uh, yeah, open chest anime seem like seem like the best one. Um, yeah, but we're open to, yeah. Uh, he's actually probably going to be a guest on on uh, this podcast uh, sometime in the future. So anyway, um, yeah, I went through the stuff that I got. I got some other stuff too, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. I didn't go back as far as you did. I just went back to. Uh, well, I only had one more thing to go through. Okay, then, good. Then oh, list yeah. that. Yeah, the collectible Garfield, uh, Umaru Umuchan, which thank <laughs> God it's getting a second season this fall. I think. I, hope. I don't know. People call it fall or summer. They always do that mixed up. Yeah, that that box set is way too big for me. I just I. I'm. I was so on board with uh, Sentai when they released Chunibio and Beyond the Boundary, and they just had all these amazing box sets that were like almost a throwback to the old way of doing things with the with the art box and everything. And now they've they've gone to the dark side, and they're putting out stuff like um, uh, Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? And they've got these huge box sets that don't fit in your collection. I hate that. Yeah, but at least they're good shows, or I enjoy them really well. Yeah, but see, you've got this setup where you can stick stuff on top, and it doesn't have to be in alphabetical order. <laughs> well, I also try. I also try to get the complete collection, not try to get a box set and fill it up. Granted, that's fun to do. Well, here's a perfect example. Um, Funimation released uh, Seraph of the End, and they have the regular edition. They've got the limited edition, and then they've got the collector's edition. If you're gonna do something crazy uh, with the uh, with the design or something, make a limited edition and a collector's edition. One that is going to fit into a person's bookcase, and one that is for displaying on a coffee table. You know, because 
I the thing that I hate the most about what Sentai is doing is that at least with things like Chunibio, the collector's edition, which is a lot more expensive than the regular edition, is the only version that comes with the dub. You know? Mind and, if I uh, share one one more thing about the Amara Chen set? Okay. That M I enjoy. Mm -hmm. I I like how it looks, but I hate how you use it. So I'm stuck with these jewel cases for the DVD, Blu-rays, and uh, soundtrack, which includes a whole bunch of one-minute segments, which that's fine by me. But for me to enjoy the series without risking breaking uh, the Garfield up there, probably going to have to buy a standard edition anyway. So check it up. Yeah. Uh, I totally agree. Um, it looks nice. I actually think it, like, behind you there, it looks pretty good. Uh, Mr. Nice Guy wants to know what our thoughts are on the Chunibio movie announcement. I don't know. So, I'm not familiar with that movie, that series. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, give a shout-out to him about the, the title. Yeah, the title being Take On Me definitely evokes the song by Aha, uh, for sure. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't mind if they put the song in the movie. <laughs> uh, you know, was on that subject, something that was really jarring was hearing Red Hot Chili Peppers' Danny California at the end of the live-action Death Note movie. That was Which bizarre. Uh, the, the first one, I think. Okay. Well, it's done by WB, and they love to brag about their uh, record studio, so... Say that again? It was released by WB, and, well, they like to boast about their record studio, so yeah. I can kind of see how they can link that over there. Now, why they chose that, I have no idea. So, FDDNM says that uh, Fullmetal Alchemist had a limited edition and collectors separate as well, and in that case, um, well, he says that the collector's edition was a normal-sized chipboard box with it. Oh, you okay. So, you're talking about the... Uh, the one that's like a chest, right? Or like that, that it's, is it a suitcase? It's, it's brown, right? It's larger than would f fit reasonably in a, in a mm -hmm. bookcase. Are you saying that there's a chipboard collector's box inside of that? Is that what you're referring to? Cause I, I, I'm thinking of the, the brown one. That's, that's rather large. I'm saying here thinking of those uh, three multicolored tins. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't think that's what he's talking about. Because I think they just put out, like, this, was it this year? It might have been last year. I think it was last year, actually. They put out the, I'll pull it up real quick. Let's see. I might have one of those releases for Full Metal Alchemist, but I really don't want to look through that right now. <laughs> I have uh, mine, is, mine is right here, but I only have... Uh, I bought this version. Make sure that you guys can see this. Oh, yeah. the four part. I bought the four part when it first came out, uh, and then because I got the four part when the when Brotherhood came out, I just bought this version because I thought it would look nicer next to. Uh, I thought it would look nicer next hey, to. Hey, did agree. It is the suitcase one. Yeah, the suitcase, that's what it is, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so that has a chipboard box that fits like a normal. Uh, yeah, this is the Blu-ray Collector's Edition. Wow, that was in 2015? Dang, time has really flown. Um, I guess that's cool. Um, I've got one thing uh, that I really regret having bought, which is the... Uh, I'll, I'll grab it. I know exactly where it is. Oh, come on. It's just plastic and styrofoam. They, you can't grudge about that. This? <laughs> this enormous box that goes in my collection that, right. that takes up the space of, like, 30 DVDs. <laughs> but the actual thing inside, which I haven't opened, is is actually only about that big. It's This is a, a, almost exactly the same situation as we're talking about with Full Metal Alchemist. Won't fit there. Yeah, it only fits on some shelves too, which is but because it's starts because the show starts with an S, it's like always at the bottom of the collection. I don't know what it is about collections in anime, but uh, there's a crap ton of shows that start with S. There's an older series that got re-released. This is like very old news now. What I really liked is how they released all of Cobra over here. Yeah, oh, I'm so glad they finally started getting on that. I can't believe it took them this long. Yeah, the but at least we got them. Yeah, the set the movie is really nice too. Oh. Mine is. So right there. Oh, it's right, so it kind of looks like this. Yeah, I was gonna grab it. That's that's the uh, Nozomi art box, right? Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that that was a gift with purchase item. What I also like is how uh, Sentai Film Works. This mm -hmm. released the uh, two thousand blah blah blah, the more recent series of it, but mm -hmm. also the OVAs as well. So we got all of it over here now. So yeah. I'm I complain about the price, but hey, <laughs> about time. I wish it was dubbed, uh, just because that show seems that's like Lupin in space, and that could have been a really good uh, Lupin the Eight. <laughs> well, it could have been a really good um, classic dub, the way that the the original show uh, for series two of Lupin was dubbed. I could I could see Space Adventure Cobra getting a great dub like that, but um, but at least it's here, you know. At least we get to enjoy it. It's good in Japanese. I wish the manga would get over here because now we got Captain Harlock mm -hmm. and uh, Devil Man. I forgot who who the company is, but at least it's getting over here. Devil Man, you talking about? Are you talking about? You talking about this set? No, no, no. I'm talking about the manga. However, oh, the manga. Oh, oh no, yeah, bring, yeah. I think. Hey, bring that up. Bring that up. I got some stuff to talk about. That. What's weird to me about that Devil Man is in the '90s you see all the blood, tits, gore. Say something, AC. I'm I'm here. What's going on? Okay, I just wanted to box flash for a sec. 
So oh, is it not to, showing you? Hmm? Uh, I, for the stream, I have you're, it. You're holding the box. I'm talking about it. I want to make sure people get a visual. Yeah, but you're talking. I have it. I have it uh, selected on my camera. So even though you're talking, I have it. Okay. So, okay. See it, so don't worry about it. So Go what's ahead. weird about that is it's when they animated it, it censored like the harpy. Harpy mm -hmm. demon everyone would think about is the big titted owl thing with wings on her head. Mm -hmm. When you first see her in that show, she looks like the hawk girl from He-Man. So bizarre. Yeah. You still get all the gouging and stuff, but not the rest of anything else. I thought it would start up with a Black Sabbath, but no, it didn't do that at all. I don't know. I, I haven't opened mine yet. It still has the, the shrink wrap underneath. Which is actually kind of bizarre, yeah. So he says, uh, FDN, FDDNM says that it was, in fact, Seven Seas that got it for the manga. Okay. Uh, what's kind of bizarre is how some companies, because I've been, I've been doing my series on bootlegs, and I've, just, I've experienced a, this a lot, but some companies, they put the shrink wrap on before the sleeve, uh, the slip cover, right? Right. And bizarrely most bootleggers put the shrink wrap over the uh over the slip cover instead of underneath it but uh, bizarrely i have come across you know legitimate companies that do that as well and uh i, I had one particular case with uh right here let me grab it Dum dum dum. What will he show up with next? I just realized the camera's been still on me this whole time. Um, with uh, Magical Angel Premium Ami, uh, which I bought all these on Right Stuff, right as um, Anime Souls. Uh, they just kind of dissolved. Linda. They dissolved themselves. Yeah. They, they had, for those of you who don't know, Anime Souls did this thing where they basically said, whatever we don't sell by this date, we're going to destroy. So I made sure to buy all everything I needed, uh, which is, I mean, I understand. You got you have to take care of the, the warehouse fee, like to hold all the stuff. Uh, and they were dissolving the company. So it's like either we're all going to take, everything home and like hold on to it for no reason or we're going to destroy it all and it kind of like it doesn't technically artificially inflate the price but it kind of does it does it's an unnecessary inflation of the price but anyway so Depends on the reseller yeah parts uh two three and four are all shrink wrap with the art uh, the slip cover outside of the shrink wrap but part one for whatever reason is a different type of shrink wrap and it covers the uh, it covers the the slip cover as well. So did you get all the Dear Brother series? Yeah, I got okay. I got a, I actually got um, I've got an extra one right over here. Really? Yeah. Hold on one second. Well, also didn't help. Uh, Anime Souls is if you try to go in and uh, just like a Kickstarter pledge your bid or the amount of money, 
when you're reading through all this, it's like trying to get a mortgage with a second mortgage on top. It made it very confusing. It should have done something to grab the license and do print on demand, but I'm not a businessman and we kind of learned from history from back then. These weren't weren't printed on demand. Sorry, I had my uh, my headphones out. What, what were you saying? Uh, gave my two cents about how when you try to pledge for something on Anime Souls, it's like getting a mortgage and also another mortgage on top without red. And they should have secured the license while just doing a print-on-demand service. They should have, yeah. They Well, what they kind of did was... Uh, um, yeah, we all they, get to that uh, point, old man. Yeah, we'll get. Well, I see that chat. I'll get to it in just a second. But what? What they? I totally lost my train of thought. Anyway, um, so I I've got the complete collection. Or, or they didn't release. Which one was the one that they actually finished releasing? Because they only actually finished releasing one of them, right? Dream Mommy and Dear Brother got the full release, I do believe. I don't think Dear Brother has a four disc, but Blackjack's the one that only went Black halfway. Jack, Blackjack only got halfway. Uh, Dear Brother goes to episode 39. I think that I think that Creamy Mommy is the only one that actually got finished. But basically, um, I bought uh, part three, and there's like a... It's really hard to tell, but right there, there's like a, a dent yep. <laughs> in it. And uh, it just ever so slightly tore the cover. And I, I complained about it to write stuff, and they just sent me... They didn't even ask for it back. They just sent me another copy, uh, probably because they were trying to get rid of them. You know, toward it was towards the end when they were going to destroy them anyway. Um, so, so old man says I have over twenty one hundred anime DVDs and completed art box sets, but I stopped collecting uh, a few years ago. I see very little anime at retail anymore. Yeah, that's that's how things. That's the direction things have gone in. Um, I did a video on shopping online uh, a while back, uh, back in 2014, where I talked about how, for me personally, collecting really was about going out and getting things. It wasn't about finding it online quickly and easily. It was about making a day of it, going to every store in your area, you know, driving two hours um, to San Diego to see what's there. You know, that was for me uh, when I first started collecting. That was a big part of, of collecting. And back when Best Buy used to have a huge selection, and then they then they decided to scale down and only have like super mainstream stuff. It was a hard time <laughs> to be a collector when uh, that happened back in like '08 when ADV and Genion went under. It sucks. I, I, I agree. Um, my shared, let's see. Uh, my shared experience is trying to gather all this uh, anime booty, I guess you would say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, like right with Best Buy is, everyone keeps telling me that, but I have not seen anything from that, but it could just be a time issue. Um, yeah, going through the different stores, seeing what they what different deals are, comparing prices. I still do that, but everything's just went out of business. FYE is not what it used to be. It's more like a 
Willy Wonka store now. Yeah. Back in the day, speaking of FYE, uh, GameStop used to sell used DVDs, and the kind of stuff you could get there, like that was one of the major stores I used to hit <clears throat> was GameStop. I would just go to every GameStop in the area and see what they had. You know, if I had a day where I didn't have anything else to do and I had some, some money to spend, <clears throat> that would be my day. Just go around, go to every Best Buy in the area, go to every GameStop, every little uh, hole-in-the-wall anime store. And I really miss that. I do, because that was that was a, a great, uh, you know, like I said, because you can go online and spend a little bit more and get something that's a little bit rare, um, it's nice to complete the collection, but for me, it's the thrill of the chase. You know, that's, I would say, uh, I collect anime because I like anime, but I'm a collector first and a fan second. You know, it's about collecting for me. What do you think? Uh, I see it more as fishing than, than hunting the, the cheetah in the savannah. Uh, to me, the, it got really good when Movie Stop came about, and then all of a sudden, Go Hastings. Go Hastings showed up, and all of a sudden, someone bought them and got rid of them. So now I'm left with nothing. So yeah. I had a mom and pop store, this other this other uh, knockoff side place, pawn shops that are just going off of this universal. We, we're going to try to sell a higher than eBay scheme, mm-hmm. FYE, and ironically, Walmart, all places. The, the way that I see it, the way things are going, come on, stop going to sleep, <laughs> computer. Uh, the way things are going, um, it seems like there's a resurgence in terms of collector's editions, physical media, which is surprising to see. You know, uh, I'm very fortunate, you know, I'd say that things are going that direction. But we're not seeing a resurgence in terms of brick and mortar stores actually selling this stuff, you know. And I think yeah. that the I think that what's going on is that the online shopping model has just changed the game, you know. And uh, it's great that places like Right Stuff exist, you know. It changes the game. However, I've seen seen a lot of times when comparing prices and. You know, going going out there and looking for stuff, I can find a better deal sometimes at the brick and mortar store. Another gripe I have is I have so many Krogers here, but not a prize electronics. But back to back to what you're saying. Yeah, well, <clears throat> um, I lost my train of thought again. We're okay, so. Yeah, it just, the game has changed, is the bottom line, you know. Um, and it's it's interesting. I, again, we're really fortunate that things haven't gone to an online-only format. And some shows have, and that sucks, you know, because it's always nice to own things. But um, at the end of the day, there will come a time where, I mean, because as a collector, especially a collector like myself. Um, I'm a different self. Yeah, well, you're you're in the same boat though. Uh, it's as if um, the walls are sort of closing in, you know. 
in terms of you have to keep upgrading your storage space because I'm I'm doubling up on this top shelf all the way around the eight. Well, for your case, you, you need to get a house and like your own shop or something. Studio. What, what I need is to make uh, an absurd amount of money and have a Beauty and the Beast style uh, library where I can just fill up with DVDs. <laughs> that's what I need. That That's my dream. Hey, we are the dreamers. We are the makers. So let's catch up with the chat here. Okay, I hate Anaplex. Stop, stop overpricing stuff and get that. Get your president retired already. We get that he worked for Pioneer and moved to Genion. Then you hired him to work for Anaplex. Just get him retired and get him out here. Well, here's here's my take on Anaplex. It's not that fans are quote willing to pay. It's that they're holding shit hostage. <laughs> it's a it's an ultimatum on whether or not you're going to get a physical release from something. You have to pay. It's not that you're willing to pay. It's that it's practically gun to your head. You're not getting this unless you pay ransom. You know. Um, same with Pony Canyon. You know what? Let them. Don't buy it. They go away. Yeah, years, it's really later, years later, they fight license hell. It's only re-release re it again if there's no yeah. demand slash interest. It's funny that you say that because um, I have a story about, um, I think it was Toradora. Back in the day, they originally, NIS America originally released Toradora in these large, sort of like the, if I remember correctly, they were kind of like the Pony Canyon sets. No. I think no, they were just like no, this is like premium. this is like this is like vinyl. They were they were in a they were in a case that will not fit in a bookcase, right? That's not not a bookcase designed to hold standard size DVDs at least. And uh, I went to Anime Expo and I went to the NIS America booth. I think this was in 2009 maybe. Maybe 2010. Uh, and I, I talked to the girl who was working the booth, and I said, "Are you is NIS ever going to release this in a reasonable size? <laughs> you know, as I'm holding this huge thing." And she's like, "No, unfortunately, that's the only way they're going to release it." And I, I just remember, like, she was, she was it's like, HR. "Yeah, she was, she was just trying to get me to buy it." And like, like you should get it because it comes with this and that and then and I'm like, okay, you don't understand. Like it, it got annoying, so I kind of got a little snarky with her and I said, I'm gonna wait until the company goes out of business, and a reasonable company gets the license and puts it out on on a more reasonable format. And then the very next year at Anime Expo, they had uh, they had started doing the the standard sized you know DVD set. So. Uh, I like to take credit for that, even though I obviously probably had absolutely nothing to do with it. <laughs> but uh, let's see. Yeah, they did. They did re-release Torador with the dub, uh, which I need to get. I actually I, bought. I, I like that case in court as well. Yeah. Okay, talk. You talk. Right, I, I gotta. I gotta go back through the chat in a minute. But um, real quick, I actually bought Toradora. So. My wife and I met at Anime Expo when it was in Anaheim back in 2006. And uh, how's it chilly? 
Say what? Bowser Chili. One more time? How is Anaheim Chili? Oh, uh, how is the chili? I don't know. I've never had the Anaheim Chili. Okay. But uh, um, we met back when it was at the Anaheim Convention Center, and uh, we've gone every year since then. We started dating on July 4th, uh, the last day of Animax where that we met. So we go every year. And we actually went, we got married on July 4th because it's our anniversary from when we, when we started dating, right? So we got married on July 4th and we still went to Anime Expo the year that we got married. Um, and uh, we actually bought Toradora at Anime Expo that year and brought it with us and watched it on our honeymoon. So good memories of that show. So let me go through the chat. So old man says... Uh, right stuff's bargain bin was always awesome, especially the deals they ran every Xmas. Very true. Uh, uh, Augie and I were talking about this the other day about how there's certain shows that uh, that are sold for so cheaply on Right Stuff's bargain stuff that um, when they have a sale, you can guarantee a certain large group of people who do unboxing videos are going to have that in their next video shows like Fibrain. um i'm still Long interested Long. in that show i have seen like the first episode yeah really so there's it. a bunch of shows that that uh right stuff sold super super cheap and then you see these unboxings like oh i bought this at the right stuff sale and it's like everybody owns that show because it was a dollar you know um so let's see but how come everyone doesn't own doggy poo? Doesn't own doggy poo? I, I think I have doggy poo. <laughs> I know I have doggy poo. I, I don't know. I, let me check. Um, this is probably the only time you're going to see I someone smile and say you own doggy poo. I, yeah. doggy poo. <laughs> I also have Hammer Boy. Uh, probably Antaro. It's probably like right here. Hammer Boy. Yep. I've got. Yeah, you, know, just, you know, I got all of John's stuff. This is the. Uh, yeah. This is the Korean anime, Hammer Boy. Yep, yep. Um, so FDDNM says, uh, it's targeted to the older fans, referring to NAS America. Uh, I'm liking to his the regular old... edition comment. Uh, I'm getting to that. Oh, okay. Um, he says, it's targeted to older fans uh, who have the money for it. Would be better way... Would be... A... Oh, okay, yeah. Would be a better way to word it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um... He says, NAS America regular dimension premium sets are the most solid sets um, made of impenetrable material. Yeah, um, I haven't I haven't picked any of those up yet. I've just been, I've kind of got blinders on right now. Um, I know that, you know, we've talked behind the scenes, FDDNM, uh, about staying on top of all the premium sets coming out, all the, all the limited editions, and it's impossible. Uh, I, I have blinders on with shows like, or companies like Funimation, because they just can't keep up. <laughs> I can't keep up right now. So I, uh, I'm i focused on Sentai right now. And unfortunately, this year, it's just been brutal. Um, shows like... Uh, oh, there's, there's just a lot of stuff coming out right now that's really expensive. And I've got a kid... <laughs> on the way, I, my my car's literally in the shop today, um, because uh, uh, so that's what you call it. 
yeah, it's the mechanic um, because I my check engine light caused me to fail my smog check. So um, when I explain, explain what smog check is, because it's a pollution. That baffled thing. me. Yeah, he, he doesn't have that in Alabama. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I failed the smog check because the check engine light was on, um, which means you automatically fail, and uh, the price I was quoted when I was in California. So in Arizona, we have, you can register your car for up to two years. So that's what I did. And when I, when I first learned about the problem with the car, I didn't have the cash to take care of it. It was going to cost me 900 bucks for the mechanic I saw in California. Uh, there's an additional problem with the knock sensors right now, um, which basically determine whether or not the engine is like knocking around in the car. And, uh, the price went from oh yeah, if I had handled this in California, it'd be nine hundred dollars to now uh, twenty one hundred dollars <laughs> that I've got to pay. So that's fun. Uh, but yeah, the 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 my love story box set come to think of is one of the ones that I'm thinking was that Sentai or is that Funimation? That's I think Sentai. That was, that that's was Sentai. Sentai, right? Yeah, I I um I bought. I the, go ahead. I love their manga covers. They get more hilarious as they yeah. keep releasing it. Um, I, uh, I bought that set and then, uh, right at the point where, where right stuff had shipped it and they couldn't like cancel the order. Um, I think it was announced that they were doing a, like a limited edition for that. So I, I had to, um, I, I, I wish I had been able to cancel my order to save a little bit of cash and get just the premium one, but, or whatever. But, uh. But yeah, I just can't keep up. That's the bottom line. Anyway, so what are you guys collecting right now? Anything anything on your radar? We were originally going to talk about rare anime. Should we should we do that? I'm I'm a little bit nervous about doing that because I don't have money to go out and, <laughs> and buy stuff right now. And every well, time I talk started. to Augie, <laughs> every time I talk to Augie, I end up going to Amazon or eBay. <laughs> well, there's one well, there's one quote-unquote rare, I guess you could say, is when they released this series, uh, Ori, Ori Emo. I was at AWA, way at the Anaplex panel, and they were talking about the show. People were cheering. They were saying, pre-order it now, and for some reason had like this disturbing grin that was kind of uncomfortable to see. Everyone's comments in that room was, oh, we'll wait for... For it, for it to be released, then go buy it. Everyone was chattering that, and the people presenting were nervously laughing as if this was a bad idea. Yeah, as if they knew something. As if they knew something but couldn't say. So I, you know what? This is going to be a popular show. People want to talk about it. I can't stream at the moment or whatever XYZ you can think of to watch the show. I'll pre-order their show for seventy-nine dollars off of right stuff. All right, it came. It came. I joined a anime club as well. So brought this into the anime club. Like, hey, look what I got. Started talking about it. After that first weekend, I saw, saw like people pricing it for like over a thousand dollars. Got ridiculous, ridiculous price. Ridiculous. Which I don't blame people for buying the bootleg if they're going to pull something shady like that. However, yeah. luckily, after six months of hell that July, they re released a 
standard copy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's kind of ridiculous. Um, like right now, I hey. there I you can't go. believe Dang, that's how you do it. Yeah, I I can't believe uh, the pricing. Like, it's it's as if I don't know when it happened. Let's say. 2012, 2013, all of a sudden, um, reselling prices went super saiyan. Like they just the power scaling on those prices is absurd. How how quickly? Well, well that's because all the resellers turned into sales, and all and all of them go oh 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 oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. That uh, Sword Art Online set that's like three grand. That's retarded. Eventually, I'll get that show, just not now. But I do agree, Ushio and Tora is pretty expensive. That's a, that's for the new series, I'm assuming. That's not for, the, yeah, that's. Not I think he comes. I think he comes with the old series as well for the oh, what? he's pulling out. Does it really? Is it being released by Sentai? That would actually kind of make sense because uh, oh man, it's in the one spot. I definitely can't get to right now. It's it's a really good show, and there have been rumors of it being broadcasted on Toonami. I don't know if that's true yeah. or not, but that well, would I mean, be awesome. It kind of makes sense that they're going to put the old show in there because ADV released the old show. Maybe they still have the rights to it. So, Old Man says he picked up the Red Garden art box on Amazon a few years ago. It was supposed to come with only one DVD, but it was the complete six DVD set. That happened to me with uh, Read or Die, which was nice <laughs> nice to have. I think I actually have two complete collections of Read or Die, but only one art box right now. Um, FDDNM says uh, Garden of Sinners was apparently sold out before it was even released. And it's his most expensive possession. Um, then in that so case, what does that tell you about the company? You tell me. I don't have Garden of Sinners. I haven't. I Like I said, I I've got blinders on right now. Just trying to get. I know what it's released as. It's very released. It's one of these kind of releases. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I owned the perfect collection of what, you know, ooh. people roll their eyes. But I'm, I'm afraid how fragile that thing is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, uh... uh... The only reason Running Warriors was that that expensive for a while was because it was boxed in like that with two of the two mm -hmm. of those. Or yeah, that's that what I speculate. Yeah, I could be right dead there. wrong. Yeah, I imagine you're right because, um... With a set like that, it's so hard to get one that's in good condition because of how stupidly it was put together. And while we're on that note, uh, Old Man says he has two art box, box sets of uh, Welcome to the NHK, but they're both missing Volume 6. I hate to break it to you, but uh, what you just described about Red Garden, where you bought the art box and it came with the whole set, that happened to me with Welcome to the NHK. <laughs> So I have, I do have volume six that I, it's funny cause I actually bought that for like 600 bucks. And then, uh, when I just tried to get the art box, it came with the whole thing and I, I returned volume six <laughs> and got my 600 bucks back. 
Yeah, Shane's picking up stuff like how I do. Yeah. I totally, you know, I like I said, it's it's great. I don't, I've never been to a Go Hastings. I don't think they're in the part of the country that I'm in. Oh, they used to be around. Well, yeah, but Go I mean, Hastings I, I, I know that they're out of business start. now. But I, I never saw one. Is what I meant. Well, the people I heard talking about them, I thought they were in Canada at first, and I, I didn't even realize until you, uh, until you brought it up that they were even in. Well, uh, they weren't. Technically, they weren't in Alabama. There was one in Tennessee. However, okay. before Still, they went out of business, they bought movie stock. Right. Then some apparent company above those two just kind of, okay, let's get rid of movie stock. All right, Hastings, uh, go away. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, I remember when I first found, uh, there weren't a lot of FYEs um, in my area growing up, but when I first found... FYE, I practically bought out the whole store. I mean, it was ridiculous. I, I remember specifically that's where I got the or like the original Genion box sets of Card Captor Sakura, um, which was really great to have. Uh, and then FYE went out of business like shortly after I found them, uh, or the one the one. The, the particular like one, they're like still around. The, the, I, meant, I meant that the one the one that uh, that I went to, the only one near me when I was growing up, went out of business. They, they, Just like Kmart, they're not near you. Yeah. And uh, Suncoast, too, which was owned by FYE. Um, they went, that's actually why I found out about FYEs, because I was shopping at Suncoast, and so one yeah. day... One day they used a bag that had FYE on the side, and I was like, I feel like I've seen this logo before. And then I started to like look out for it while I was driving because I, I could have sworn I had seen it before. And then I finally, um, it was in a, it was in a, one of those weird shopping centers where there's like you can't you can only get to it from one direction, you know, like so uh, it's kind of like a bad location. And I finally saw it one day, and I like slammed on the brakes and almost got in an accident, so I could turn and get into the shopping center to, to get to it. What turn? What kind of turn? Left turns. Nothing but left turns getting here. You want to take a right turn? No, you have to wait for that stuff. Like this. This is this is one of the places where you. Um, it's like on a really busy street, and you had to be going a certain direction and then make a right into it. It's the only way to get in. And then leaving that place was a nightmare because of how busy that street was. Because it was practically right on the corner. Um, and the traffic just does not stop. You have to wait for somebody to let you in. It's ridiculous. And the different types of stores I've been into, like obviously Epley and Suncoast, but there was also this Camelot, this Jockey. Yeah, I didn't have any of those. I had DVD Planet, quote unquote, DVDPlanet.com was actually on the side of the building. Um, which is a good way to advertise your website, I guess. Uh, just yeah, get rid, of, get rid of them. Hey, we'll take your trade-ins, but you probably won't find a better price online. Yeah, the, the problem with um, DVD Planet was that for a long time, everything I bought from them, we'd get it home and there was no disc inside because somebody had gone in with a razor blade and like stolen the disc out of the, the movies we were buying. But uh, eventually they started like... I don't That's think normal. they... That's normal for any. That's normal for any store. When I used to buy used, I learned. Okay, I know how your store functions. 
before I buy this, I would like to open it and see what's inside. They, they go for it. But yes, I do agree. Masonic Koku needs a three-box set release. At least yeah. for the TV series, not this when I, split three seasons into eight boxes, which I get it, yeah. I get that they split it up through the episode count, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Um, when I think about rare DVDs, to, to kind of get back onto that topic, I don't think of... So, like, okay, first of all, this is something I've noticed recently. Once I buy something, I stop looking for it, right? So a lot of things that I bought while they were in store um, are now super rare, and I don't even know because I already have them, you know? Um, but when I think of things that are rare, like if you ask me what's the rarest anime that are out there, um, for me, rare means you can't find it, you know? Expensive, yes, it's, it's expensive because it's rare. Certainly that's not unfair to say that those are rare when they're expensive. But, um, but for me, uh, be, if I can find it, I don't consider it rare. You know, like people often say, I've seen a lot of lists where people talk about the end of Evangelion. And they say, oh, it's so rare. And to me, it's not rare because I can find it. I can find hundreds of copies of it probably if I tried, you know. And but, to uh, me, they're not looking hard enough because the original two Evangelion movies what makes that one set rare is the cover for the box. Yeah, yeah, it's the um, the slip cover. You look cover. hard enough, you should be able to find it. Yeah, so that that's basically the point I'm making is that to me, it's not rare if you can if you can easily find it because there's stuff such as Galaxy Angel Rune Four, which does exist, by the way. I've got it right here. I know you. I know you got it. I hope you. I know. I'm not showing you. I'm showing them. Okay. Just for the record, I didn't pay five bucks for this. I just put it in a, I just put it in a protective case. But Galaxy Angel Rune Four, it does exist. Oh, when when right stuff in the Zoom release that as a complete collection. Yeah. No more hair would fall out. No more looking for Gundam Seed movie well, two and three. I know. Okay, so I know this. Shane says he owns the three Imagination releases that he considers the rarest. I agree. Those are the rarest. I have those. I have, I have uh, two complete collections of that. He's got, he's got a ridiculous number. He's got like three sets of Orgus, two sets of Orgus, something like that. Uh, hold on one second. Let's see. So I've got. Can you find out if he worked if he uh, if he's in the New York area? Yeah, one of the well, he can't hear me. Well, one of the better finds that I've looked up over the years is this Haruka set. But oh yeah, story. I don't have that yet. The the volume is it volume four that's the rare one? Well, you uh, you've got it. Let me look at mine. I'll tell you which one I'm missing. I would say the mid ones. It's three. It's volume Can three. That's rare. Uh, can you find out if he lives in the New York area? Who? The person you said that has Orgus. Oh, times. Shane? Oh, yeah, Shane. Um, he says he has four Orgus sets and three cat sites. That's ridiculous, dude. Okay, so the, the sets he's talking about are... Let me... I got it stuck on your camera. Are 
Cat's Eye. Nobody's Boy Remy. And Super Dimensional Century Orgus. Orgus. Yeah. One, has the greatest opening theme of any anime ever, and I'll fight anybody who says otherwise. So, and then you're just, just gonna have to fight all the Outlaw Star people. <laughs> Outlaw Star's got a great opening too. Um, just to just to explain why these are so rare, do you see the uh, see the barcodes on here? So, okay, Shane says he's in Louisiana. Huh. This was, uh, so we were talking about Anime Souls earlier. Uh, Anime Souls had a, they're like the, the second rendition of Imagination, which released the set, uh, which is also TMS Classics, or TMS uh, Entertainment was, um, like this was the, the, the Classics line. It's just like, imagine this is like the Anime Legends label. It's not really the company. It's like what they called the, the thing, if I recall correctly. But anyway, they released these on writable DVDs. That, uh, so basically, they put out Volume 1, and you would buy Volume 1 with the art box here, and it would have a bunch of empty uh, cases. So for instance, I've only got Volume 1 of Remy, so this is how it would come, with all these empty slots, right? So they had a planned release for a total of eight uh, volumes. Is Hayate Combat Butler eight rare? And do I have that? And if I do, can I find it quickly? <laughs> uh, I don't know. It should be right there. It must be on the other side. Uh, I do have it. Good. Yeah, see, again, once I get something, I don't, I don't keep pay attention to it anymore. So anyway... Uh, anyway, well, so good. Well, I look for something like a rare anime series. I check to see if it's available now. Then, how hard is it to get it? Uh, like Masonic Koku or Dem Orange Road. I don't know how to pronounce the first one. Uh, Kimagori. Uh, Kimagori Orange Road. Now, if it's like Orgus, yes, that release is harder to find. Don't get me wrong. That is. A it's very difficult to get, I would think. Mm. But if I can just get the complete collection, I can yeah. watch the show. Yeah, that's that's a healthier way to handle it because uh, Discotech re-released this. And this is actually not a good set to have. But let me just finish explaining real quick. So the reason these have a barcode on them is because when you'd buy the next volume, so like a month would go by or so, and they would release the next one. And you would buy it... Uh, and they would they have the barcodes here because that's how they would you know catalog which one how many they had in stock and everything, so they would send you just the disc and then you'd stick it in the art box. So the reason this is so rare is because they were manufactured on demand, meaning that they only made enough to fill the orders. Um, and in order to get a set that has all eight DVDs, it means that a person actually stuck with it, continued to buy them, and they they actually went through all eight DVDs in the process of getting them so that they could complete a set. That means that the only people who have these sets are the people who really, really wanted them. Okay? So that means that 
it's hard to get these because the people who got them wanted them. They're not, they don't just, you know, buy them willy nilly. Cause, cause getting, getting all eight volumes took a long time to collect. Now at the end of, um, at the end of imagination's lifespan, they did sell things, uh, the complete collections, but I'm not sure that they ever did with Remy, uh, which is why it's so rare. This is probably the rarest anime in existence right here. Um, so anyway, um, let me catch up so, on the chat real quick. As you catch up on the chat, Chad, I think uh, for the moment, if you look at ADB's calendar, one of the awkward ones to collect would have to be uh, Akigake or Moby Dick. And for some reason at the moment, Area 88, both OVA and, well, TV series. That is, that is bizarre. The Area 88 is hard to find now. Yeah, you think so? You think the danger zone would live on, or deep side one? Yeah. So he, oh, well. um, FDDNM says Hayate and Cat's Eye are not that valuable anymore uh, because they have re-releases. True, they have re-releases. Um, Cat's Eye is on eBay right now. This this version of it, you can buy this for a thousand bucks on eBay right now. Just so you know. It's there. Hold up, hold um, up, show it again. I was checking the chat. Okay. This is on eBay right now for a thousand bucks. Don't spend that much. Okay. Don't spend. It's Don't not worth it. Okay. You have to understand these discs are gonna rot. Okay. There this is not something you can continue to view. This is just season one. Season one and two have been re-released in a much better set on press DVDs by um, Nozomi Entertainment slash Right Stuff, okay? So don't don't even bother. But um, this set is rare. It is valuable to collectors. That's the only people who care about this. Um, I got my I got my cat's eye for uh, twenty eight bucks. Um, I think uh, you know that though. I, I you were there when I mentioned that um, in comments years ago, uh, Shane. Uh, so let me just catch up on the chat real quick. If you're looking for an item and you really just want it now, and you're tired of looking, okay, fine. Spend whatever you like. Don't let the reseller win. If they offer a price that you don't want to pay, that's their problem, not yours. Skip to something else. There's, a, there's always a way to catch what you want for a fish. Yeah. Oh, wow. Shane, can you do me a favor sometime and tell me what the uh, the UPC is on the set you have for Remy? Because if I'm not mistaken, yours must not have this underneath. Contains only one disc at purchase. The later of the Area 88, for some reason, three is typically the higher cost. Four is... Okay, but still way more than volume one and two of the TV series for Area 88. Yeah. Well, that's when I was looking for it. I now have it. So. Yeah. Okay, Shane's going to grab his. Uh, I'm just curious if if um, if Imagination actually decided to uh, if they actually printed different covers for the for the sets because they they're listed on uh, Anime News Network with a different UPC code, 
but usually what a company will do is they'll just put a sticker with a new code on top, right? So, because then they don't have to bother reprinting. That's bizarre, though. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that they actually got that one out there in that full set. That's and it's really rare. It's um, I got so incredibly lucky with with these sets. Yeah, I used to do that too. Is it still possible to do that, old man? To uh, to scan Amazon for the most expensive anime? I used to do that too. I used to search anime back when Amazon used to let you sort by price. I just search anime in the DVD category, and I would sort it by the highest price just to see if I had what was there. Um, I, I haven't. I think they changed things though. You can't really do that anymore. Like they don't have that option. I thought dumb. I never thought of doing that. What? I never thought of doing that before. You, you've done that? Yeah. I've never thought of doing that. You've never thought of doing it? Yeah. You can do it on eBay easily. But usually you're just going to get, uh, what do you call it? Um, Sonic Goku. No, no, no. You're going to get, like, selling anime lot, 3000 bucks for, you know, like 300 DVDs, which is not a good price. <laughs> Uh, let me. I'll, I'll do it real quick. I just, I'm just curious what their top thing is right now. When I did it on Amazon back in the day, um, there was, uh, I think, the most expensive thing they were selling. And again, just because it's the most expensive doesn't mean that it's rare. It just means that the person selling it is charging a ridiculous price. Um, but it was um, Haunted it Junction. Also, it also doesn't mean that it's one of the most enjoyable. Wait, how, how much was Haunted Junction? I got like that for six bucks. Yeah, I got it real cheap too. I don't I don't remember, but it was really expensive. It says it says only one disc get purchased. Computer keeps going to sleep. Uh, it says only one disc get purchased, but so does my brand new cat's eye. So I assume yeah, I think they just use the same box. Um, so there's like no sticker on it that has like uh um there's no sticker on on any of them that actually have like a new barcode on it because anime news network says that they have a different, uh, that they have a different UPC number. All right. So if I sort, I'm just curious if we sort price plus shipping highest first with the keyword anime. Yeah. Uh, 1200 plus Blu-ray Hollywood anime foreign TV. Yeah. So it's a bunch of, so for $2,400, Signed Fate Zero Limited Edition Blu-ray box set one anime uh, Aniplex anime first print out of print. That's what they've got. And then, oh my God, you gotta be kidding me! Urusei Yatsura is that's ridiculous. Yeah. If you're gonna sell it for that price, you have to sell it with the art boxes that it came with. Yeah, I talked. That was like one of our first conversations with each other mm -hmm. when I pointed out the Urusei Yatsura. Hassle. Hopefully, Discotech gets, gets the rest of it. Which, looking at the uh, Haunted Junction and reading the back of the box, this looks like this would be up Discotech's alley as well. Maybe Sentai. Yeah. There's yeah. a, uh, I don't think Mr. Nice Guy's here anymore, but uh, for $999.99, there's a Japanese Blu ray of. <laughs> Of On Your Mark, which is a music video that Studio Ghibli did. 
Isn't that getting it's a gone. release over here now? On your mark? Uh, I don't yeah. I don't think so. Uh, are you thinking of only yesterday? No, I'm glad that finally got released. Yeah, I saw that on Turner Classic Movies um, when I was a kid. Oh, man, 10 years for this one to get released. I know, right? What was taking them so long? I think it's because there's a... There's a um, I don't remember if a girl has her period in it or they, they just there. I remember there being an uncomfortable conversation uh, that I feel like they probably like, oh, yeah, eh. they, oh yeah, they edited that out out of the Kiki dub. Yeah. They edited it out of the dub, that oh. whole line. Oh, uh, not uh, only yesterday. There's a scene in Kiki's delivery service. She lost uh-huh. magical powers. Well, if you watch it sub, it's because of, it's hinted that it's that time. Oh, yeah, just like in Slayers? Uh, well, Slayers was more hilarious. I do agree with the dub on TV's delivery service rather than the sub regarding how it ends. There's this slight, or how people want to report it, a slight controversy on how it ends where Gigi in the Japanese doesn't talk, signifying she's mature and she's out of those silly games. Where the may rest in peace, the voice acting for Gigi in the English English, he talked at the end. So that to me, it adds more uh, whimsy for that. Huh? But to each their own. So just to catch up on the chat real quick, um, uh, Shane says uh, my brand new cat's eye and my used cat's eyes look exactly alike, but he doesn't know if the guy uh, he bought it from. Bought the complete collection as well. Uh, yeah, so it, I, I don't know. I bought them secondhand. Uh, I got really lucky with these because as soon as I discovered these things existed, um, I found them uh, from uh, a seller where they sold me all three for 12 bucks. Uh, but it was just disc one and the art box. And the reason that that made me so lucky. Uh, I'll get to that uh, comment in a question, Shane. The reason I got so lucky is because the person who sold me Cat's Eye didn't, he sold all eight discs, but without the case. And that's part of what makes this so rare. And because I already had the case, uh, that's that's what made me so lucky. Um, so Shane says, do you guys only collect DVD or do we buy VHS and Laserdisc? Why don't you answer that real quick? I buy VHS accidentally a beta of Honey Honey. Uh, laser disc, I might later on, but not now. But that's only if it's like something I really enjoy, like Cat Girl Nuku Nuku or Tenchi, which I probably accidentally made that more expensive. Um, I stick mostly to DVD. I don't really see Blu ray taking over how people speculate. Because, yeah, people the whole streaming market, mm-hmm. even though people keep saying physical will go away, which some there's proof of that, but you still always have to have physical cause Netflix. You don't have everything streamed. You have to use a mailing service. If you look right. at Hulu, my God, what happened to Hulu? You used to catch stuff like Karate Master or there's, or if you really looked hard enough, Don Dracula. And now it's kind of whittled, kind of whittled away into the dust. So even if you do have a streaming license, 
eventually it's going to go away. That reminds me, I didn't go and get the mail today. There might actually be some anime sitting in my mailbox right now. I could run out and get it if you guys want, uh, if you want to take over the stream for a minute. But uh, just real quick, Old Man says, I have a Konozuki no Miko box set. They want 209 for it used on Amazon. It's not worth it. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of crappy anime that's just not worth owning at all. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Um, when I bought Nanaka, what is that show called again? Nanaka seventeen Nanaka or six six seventeenths or something. Six That's um, a really good one. When I bought that show, uh, I bought. You don't like it? No, I haven't watched it yet. When I bought it, I bought it used. I'm just I'm I'm going back to a previous uh, topic. I bought that used at book off for like five bucks each, and I looked it up before I bought it. Like, how rare is this? Is there an art box? You know, that's just the the normal stuff you do. Um, <laughs> the uh, I think it was volume three was listed on anime news network for a million dollars, which is definitely not what it's worth, obviously, but I'm like, I'll definitely buy this. <laughs> and then there was that one time I bought, um, girls in Panzer. Where's that? I want to grab that real quick. Hold on. So you're talking about these, right? You probably don't have you on the screen. Let's try that. Man, I, I like how you said you didn't think Blu-ray was going to take over, and yet you've got the Blu-ray and the and the. I got uh, a combo. Thank you very much. So, um, when I when I got Girls in Panzer, uh, I bought the the TV series, and then by some miracle, I just happened to notice that on Rakuten they were selling the OVA series. For one dollar, so I actually printed out <laughs> the Rocky Ten thing. It says uh, one dollar plus two dollars ninety eight shipping. You save twenty eight dollars ninety eight cents, ninety six percent off. <laughs> I bought it before they uh, before they realized that the the pricing was wildly wrong, <laughs> uh, and I I shared it on uh, on some collector groups and got a lot i i tried to get people to buy it they're like i don't know it doesn't seem you know so i got mine for a buck everybody else missed out because they they fixed the price quickly so let's see um you like collecting vhs more than collecting dvds right, let me just go okay go grab the mail okay i'm gonna go do that why don't you go ahead and uh and regale them with some tell them the story about toonami and the banjo kazooie thing i'll be right back Okay, once upon a time, as their third third tsunami sweepstakes, you had the ban it was Banjo Kazooie. What you did to enter enter was watch throughout the week and you they would give you instructions as to how to apply for this contest. So I sat down with my grandmother at the time as the, they were dirt it was a dirt poor family. Um uh, we went over the instructions. I written, I did what they said. Then, like Conatus said, you had a little rope to it to get to go places. So we wrote. So he wrote a letter explaining who I was to them. We sent it off. About nine months later, I got this package in the mail. My mom was. My mom wondered what in the world I ordered. I, I was baffled too. I, I have. I have not the money or means to do this, so 
when the world was shipped and I got got the package. I didn't know how to open it. I was wondering why there was cotton like fur ripping this package open. And in it was a copy of Banjo Kazooie sealed in, in the box and a letter, a piece of paper saying you're a tsunami winner with us with a bit of a wavy space, white whiteboard boarding going down. And the tsunami uh, satellite satellite doing this gay pose. So I was I managed to be one of the 500, 500 second prize winners for that sweepstakes. All right. Let's see. So hold on one second. So I I tried to go get the mail and then I remembered that uh, I remembered that um, my keys are at the mechanic <laughs> so I don't have access to my mailbox <laughs> can you hear me I can hear you I can hear okay. you just fine yeah so uh, yeah I guess I guess we're not gonna we're not gonna do the mail I'm not even gonna get the mail back until tomorrow <laughs> oh because I don't have the keys for the mailbox Yeah, I got. I did. I got it. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, different styles of watching anime since I was brought up. Uh, honestly, I don't mind. However, you watch it, I, yeah. sound quality. I do prefer hi-fi stereo. Of all to, things. Uh, to go back to the topic of VHS real quick, because you answered it, I, I haven't answered yet. Um, I don't collect VHS because of the exact reason that old man. Um, pointed out that they take up too much space but um, I I do have some I, what back when I first started collecting um, you could say because this is this is back before I was uh, you know this is when I was a kid you know I used to get Dragon Ball Z on VHS um, in fact I even have the uh, the Burger King VHS you had to mail in to get of uh, Goku and Piccolo getting their driver's license. But uh, I do have a couple VHS, but almost all the VHS tapes I've bought that are not related to uh, that particular, uh, you know, collection of getting Dragon Ball Z on VHS are things that I bought because of the, uh, the bootleg series. Like, let me, get, let me grab one thing, for example. Well, to continue on a little bit for some of the VHSs that I have now, uh, like uh, Paramount's Wizard of Oz, I also have, like, this clear casing to put it in so it'll protect from the environment a little bit more, which you can get from eBay. So to give you a quick example, I picked this up recently. It's the ADV uh, City Hunter Volume 1 because this was from a line they had called ADV Fan Subs. And I want to talk about this towards the end of the bootleg series once I get done with all the main stuff where it's actually important. I want to talk about um, VHS tapes and 
I probably shouldn't bring them down because they're kind of graphic and I uh, can't show those on stream. But um, I have a whole video planned about a uh, an adult film company based in California that I caught bootlegging anime, if you can believe it. So um, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be like a fun video at the end of the series. By the way, if you guys see this, this is the pop filter on my microphone. I have it suspended over. So um, anyway, so I don't, I don't collect VHS, but I'll, I'll tell you one thing I really liked about collecting VHS back in the day when it was just, you know, before I was doing anime and stuff is that because of the spines being thicker, uh, the images that you like, it was, that's, that's probably what got me into collecting in the first place is the idea that you got to, in order to complete the picture, you got to collect all the, all the VHS tapes, you know? And I'm, I'm a little bit bummed that that's not, uh, that that doesn't happen on, uh, on DVDs very much. So let me catch up on the chat real quick. Another side of VHS that would drive me crazy is uh, sometimes they would come with collectible cards. You collect all these, collect all six cards, you can complete an image, which now we have online, wired, internet, Skynet, friendly, whatever you want to call it now. There's not really a reason for it, but back then that would drive me crazy if I had to go out and collect all these cars, create this poster-like image, but some. I've heard rumor that sometimes when they manufacture it, they might accidentally not put that with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, that's one of the things um, to change the subject just slightly about collecting that's very frustrating is when you buy something when, when it's available. And in your mind, okay, I got it, right? Then years later, after it's out of print, you find out that, oh, there was supposed to be a slipcover, but you didn't get it because the person who sold it to you didn't send it. And that's like one of the most maddening things because then it's like something that you wrote off as complete for a long time. Now you have to go and find. Like, for instance, just since we're on the topic of this, I want to ask, actually, if uh, here it is. So, Resident Evil Degeneration had a slipcover. Do you guys know if there's supposed to be one for Damnation? The release is. Uh, Sony. released by Sony. Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Also, there's a third one coming out pretty soon, I think. Um, yeah, there's supposed to be one in theaters this summer. It's called Resident Evil Vendetta. That, that came out in... Or, yeah, I guess it hasn't come out yet in Japan. Or, yeah. it's It says Vintage 2017 on uh, Anime News Network. Oh, okay, okay. So you scared me for a minute, uh, FDDNM. He's talking about... Um, I don't know. No, that's what I was reading. Certain scientific railgun magical index. Uh, you know, I, I have to... Because the chat doesn't doesn't get stored in the uh, 
in the archived version of the broadcast. Um, I need to make a point to read the, the comments out loud. But he says that um, his brother got a copy of certain scientific railgun slash magical index uh, complete sets uh, on Amazon. One had a slip cover and the other didn't. Um, uh, when he said that, like that confused me for a minute because I didn't. I, I was thinking like that set didn't have a slip cover. But he's talking about the uh, the DVDs go into the limited edition. I have the limited edition set, so that's what I thought of. Um, the DVDs go in there, and that that actually on that point is very frustrating, isn't it? How Funimation, um, so okay, I, I guess he's talking about the same thing. One has a slip cover, the other doesn't. Volume two is the one with the slip cover. Okay, I can tell you that right now. Because it says the Blu-ray of Damnation he, he has doesn't have a slip cover. I don't know if the Blu-rays did. Vendetta already has pre-orders? Are yeah, you serious? Can you send me a link to that? Um, so let me just grab uh, one of those boxes real quick. Now I'm wondering if they still have that Resident Evil Rise remote Resident Evil 5 still active. Probably not, but still a curious thing. Ooh. Let's see. Swap over. He is still looking. It's kind of weird. He has like this uh, taxi thing going on with Danny DeVito. He gets up close. He looks big. And then he gets out, out of his stool. And you can see how he kind of compares with what's around him. So what he's talking about, I'm assuming, is this. This one doesn't have a slip cover. This one does. This one doesn't. This one does. So the reason for this, just in case anybody's wondering, is because when you buy the limited edition, Funimation sends it with volume one without the slip cover. How frustrating is that? So then when you buy volume two, it comes with a slip cover, and I'm just now realizing I bought this from Sam on, uh, you know who Sam is, Augie. Um, they're in backwards, but uh, yeah. So I, that's frustrating. I, I wonder if these wouldn't fit though, because I did something really stupid. Let me let me see if I can find it. Put these right here real quick. Uh, H. Okay, I see it. I'm going to grab it. still find it weird that DNA sites 99.9, I'm probably mispronouncing the number, no under guy, still has not had a DVD release yet. Okay. Huh. So he says, I, I need to turn off the. Uh, the delay on this thing. I need to. What is that thing that's making a conga drum? Not a conga oh, drum. I'm drum. This? No, no, it's. I guess you're shaking the table. I don't know. Yeah, sorry. Hold on. Mm. Have I picked up Moldiver? Yes, I have, actually. Oh, that is um, a fun series. So How bad me, is that one? Let me explain real quick uh, before I get off topic. Um, Karos. I bought these when they were individual DVDs. A buddy of mine bought the art box version because I showed him the individual DVDs. And he was kind enough to give me the art box because I, I had commented how much I liked it. Uh, it's actually my friend Dan who was in the, um, the first grab bag video. 
Uh, and he was also in the WonderCon video, if you guys um, know who I'm talking about. I stuck my copies that have the slip cover on here, and I can't get them out. <laughs> so, did, you tap, did you tap the back? Uh, it's no, nah, it's it's not a good idea. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave them in there. <laughs> I really should just buy another copy with the art box and give him back his old art box. Uh, Have you tried the trick where you push in one and kind of slightly nudge? Uh, the, other one out? the problem is I have to use my fingernails, and I'm gonna damage the slip covers on here if I'm okay. if I'm not careful. So I'm gonna have to push from this side and dent this in just slightly and then get them out. But it's just, it, it, it was a bad idea. They're stuck together. I can't, like when I push one in to try to do what you suggested, I can't get the other one out because it goes back in with it. That's how tightly they're stuck in here. Mm. But yeah, don't do that. That's why Funimation must not send them with the uh, slip cover. <laughs> um, yeah, Karas is great. Uh, the, first, the first volume is amazing. The second one, not so much, but there's some great scenes in it. Um, hey, at least it completes the story. Yeah, dub is crap, though, in my opinion. I don't like the dub for that one. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, I mentioned about uh, DNA sites. Oh, okay, so this is not favored. I want a DVD. I, I, I want, I you know... Right now, discotheque's like, hey, what should we license? I'm like, my my answer to that is everything that was licensed and released on VHS only, go ahead and get those, please. Because <laughs> uh, I'm tired of I'm tired of looking for stuff like Compiler uh, from ADV and finding out. I, I just I don't know if they ever if that DVD ever came out. Does anybody know? There's no DVD. There is no DVD, right? See. It's gonna haunt me forever because there's a That's listing for it. That's why I got volume one and two of Compiler. Yeah, there's a there's a listing for it on Anime News Network, but I've never ever once seen the V the the actual DVD of it, and uh, I've never seen a picture of it. You know, and there's another thing on that note. Does anybody know if Disgaea ever actually got an art box? Because that's listed on Anime News Network as well, but there's no picture. And uh, I've never seen an art box for it. So there's a Korean show released by Anime Crash. I think it's Geisters. Yeah. I have volume that. four exists. Um, I'm. I don't. I'm starting so. not think that ever did. I don't think it does. Hold on. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why I went to the trouble of grabbing it since that whole point is already over. But yeah. Um, I heard there's an art box for Disgaea, according to Anime News Network, but I, I've never seen it, and I don't know anybody who has it or has ever seen it. So, um, going back to what's rare, let's see. Of the stuff that I have that's not the Imagination releases, I've got Blood Plus. Um, got lucky with that set. Just, just off the top of my head, from what I can see. Again, once, once I get something uh, that goes off the radar, so I don't know. I've got a ton of stuff that's super rare that I just don't know is rare. Um, I've got almost the complete catalog of ADV's releases. 
Yeah, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Speaking of that, you also have City Hunter. Yeah, I do. Which, what's driving me crazy, it deserves a re-release. It deserves more praise, in my opinion. Well, and a dub. And a, well, TV series needs a dub. The movies are dubbed, except yeah. for one. That's the last movie. Rio, Rio is dead, which they never released over here. And now you have the anniversary OVA. Then you have the article a few days ago from ADB. These, I think there's another live action movie. I could be dead wrong. I apologize if I am. Hold on one second. Oh, are there more than one? Hold on. Um, FTDNM, just send it to me over Twitter since uh, since we have a message going over there. Um, so are there more than one? Um, are there more than one live action city? I know there's a series. Okay, there's a there's, there's the one, Korean TV drama series right, which lasted, which is not even related to it, is it? Just seriously. I think so. They have the same character names, just a oh, different approach. Yeah. Because I showed I showed this one lady, City Hunter, the anime. She saw all the Korean release, mm -hmm. and she was offended that it had it that they were in a cabaret. So she knew who Rio was and all the rest. Or that's funny. Um, yeah. Yeah, my wife uh, for not not so much anymore, but she went through a. Um, a long stint where she was uh, where she was watching a lot of uh, Korean dramas and stuff. Let's see, he sent me a link. Oh, it's on Amazon. Oh, okay, hold on. Wow. Okay, this is okay, Prince. Why in the Damn world it. did you call City Hunter Nikki Larson? Were you that afraid of the Predator franchise? I don't know why. Out of all names called City Hunter, probably the simplest to spell, you chose Nikki Larson. Uh, okay, I'm gonna. Find that article. I'm gonna post that link if anybody wants it. Uh, it's the it's the Amazon Canada. Um, FDDNM just sent me that the link. Yeah, old man. When I when I first bought City Hunter, I got it in one go at, at Book Off when I first discovered Book Off. And literally the day I discovered Book Off, I bought all of City Hunter pretty much and um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure with the art box. And uh, one second, close messages. Um, but oh, I, God, I gave like a horrible beat with some butthead expression on the camera. <laughs> I had uh, City Hunter one collection one and city hunter two collection two and i didn't realize that i was missing collection one two and collection two one uh for a while but i eventually got them okay grab that link and i'll just i, I can can't post that in the chat as easily as i thought i would because it's on on my other computer <laughs> uh i do have the jojo R box so does I think you can see it behind Augie too? Yeah, it's right over. Okay, is this here? Wherever here is, yeah, okay. right over here. I'm gonna post this link. Now, why in the world, Volume Four? Ugh. Four is the rarest. I have no idea. 
luckily I found volume four at FYE for twenty dollars. So grabbed it, got the rest. For Jojo? Yeah. Weird production hell for this one. Very weird. Um six years, then we'll finish. Well, what's weird about it, it uh, just so you guys understand, Jojo has a bunch of different parts, right? And this particular one that we're talking about, the first three discs contain, you watch it disc one through six, right? That's how you're supposed to watch it. But the stuff that was contained on discs four, five, and six, if I'm, I believe it was the second half of the show. It might have been five and six and one through, one through four, but let's just say four, five, and six was animated years before the stuff that was animated for discs one through three. It's bizarre. Um, and when you're watching it, the art style just changes slightly. I didn't really notice it other than the colors got more flat because there weren't as many shades. Um, but what's funny is that animation-wise, practically just because Dio's in it more, um, I understood right. The reason possibly for this six-year gap was when they released the first three, they were trying to promote the game, I think. Probably. And later on, I think for the Dreamcast release, Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So it be just because, dead wrong. They released the last ones. Because the first three are technically the second three. Uh, so the first three is when Dio is heavily in it, and they have the scenes with the... Uh, the steamroller or whatever. So yeah. So why did you sent me this link? Did you want me to post this in the chat? Yes, that's referring to the city hunter. Um, okay. And okay. well, hold on. In the in these OVAs, it's an oil tanker. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. It is. Yeah, because it it explodes, right? Doesn't it when he's yep. punching it? It explodes. Walks out. Does the iconic. This is how he defeats Dio. That's one of the series that I'm current with at the moment. So I love that uh, that scene when he's in the taxi. The Do you remember that? I like the taxi scene. I like the Polnareff scenes. I like Polnareff. Polnareff felt more like the main character. Mm -hmm. I also loved uh, from the first three discs, I think it's part of disc two, the scene where they have the guy who steals their uh, soul by gambling. Oh, yeah, Darby the Gambler. Yeah, and they, they do that thing with the chocolate piece underneath the glass. Yep. I, I have, it's funny. Like, um, I've seen hundreds of shows, and I barely remember anything. Um, like, let me just say, a lot of shows are really, really forgettable. Uh, but then there's some shows like Jojo's Bizarre Adventure where I remember so much of that uh, and uh, I'm seeing it behind me in the in the feed. Um, Higurashi right here. I definitely remember a lot of stuff from that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's just some shows that, that really stick with you um, even though you may have only seen them once. So I'm curious um, for you and also the people in the chat um, what your thoughts are on the dub for the more recent, although chronologically prequel version of JoJo, the one with uh, Jonathan and uh, Joseph, Joestar. 
Yeah, a little bit British. Um, I have no qualms with the dub. How they essentially abridged part one and part two, just so we can move to the stands, because that's where most of the story arcs is. Abridged in the sense that in Japan... Kind of like Dragon Ball. Yeah, but abridged in the sense that in the anime version when they were animating in Japan, they cut it down from what the manga source material had. Yeah, because there's scenes of like them bullying other vampires to find where Dio's at. Okay. Luckily, yeah. we got the manga over here. They decided yeah. to use the museum artwork, which is a great choice because now it's selling well. <laughs> yeah. Old Man says, I, I went to FYE every week looking for deals. They marked stuff down every week, but you couldn't tell which ones because the DVDs were stocked on their sides. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that's I that's what I used to do. Uh, I used to go to Suncoast like every day after school, basically, and just you know go through literally everything and, and look at everything that they had, even though I couldn't buy a lot back then because I wasn't working. Um, I would use season one complete set for season one $150. These big brick boxes, unlike these uh, mm-hmm. impacts of uh, the on the rainbow over here, just because it's right here. This is what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I used to own own like the first three like that, I couldn't afford it. I hate it, I hate they take up so much room. Those and right now I'm I'm regretting um, Gatchaman. Wait, let me see where. I, oh, can you guys not see it? Uh, oh no, it's uh, right there. It's right there. Hold on. It's right oh. here. Oh where, come where? on, go on down like the Wheel of Fortune and present it like whatever her name is. Uh, Vanna White. Yeah. Gatchaman, right here, from here, all the way to here. Is just there's a ton of it, and then also, if you guys you can have see to, it, hold on, you have to retake that. I believe I talked when you left, so it focused on me. <laughs> no, I think hold I on, think uh, I think. Can we just redo it? Or okay, so. no. Right here, you guys see this? The Gal Geiger, yeah. That is such a pain ma- making videos when that gets into the part where the camera can see it because when when I'm recording videos and I've got a couple videos on the channel that are like that your eyes are like focused on that like I need to be standing right in front of that to to get your attention because it's just so hard uh, to to focus on what I'm saying when you've got these because they with the studio lights on those things are so bright and they're just a solid green and yellow out of nowhere I just realized something yeah. Move the Gasaraki set next to it. That way you finally have the complete complete setting of relish, mustard, and ketchup. Well, I'm not gonna do that because I've got everything uh, <laughs> I've got everything uh, alphabetical. I see what you're saying though. Yeah, I actually have two box sets of Gasaraki right next to each other. You see that? Oh the other one's box set? I only have the red one. Yeah, the that's the Paul Champagne. We should talk about that since so we're talking about rare stuff. Uh, let me catch them on the chat real quick. So, when something takes up more space, it feels more satisfying, though. Okay, 
yes and no. It's just I, I'm I'm upset about this because of uh, the backdrop to my to my series. You know, when I'm recording the bootleg series and stuff, um, uh, I have to take into consideration what shows have like plastic wrap on them because the plastic wrap, um, especially when it's packaged the way it is on on these particular sets that I'm that I'm griping about, uh, it it just goes white when the lights on it. When the studio lights are on in here. It gets it basically just makes those a solid white color, and it's really frustrating because um, it's distracting. I get what he's saying though, because when starting out or just having a moderate collection, you just you get you grab something, you put it up there, you don't really see it. Doing Shane anything. wants Shane wants to know if I own all three Paul Champagne sets. I have more than three Champagne sets. You mean the three that were official? Well, the world's upon Paul Champagne. Shit. Uh, let me grab some of them. Let me do pause. I'm actually trying to do research on it now. Largest boxes get damaged easily. Alright. Paul Champagne is a custom... He makes custom art boxes. So I've got this is the Gasaraki set. They're made out of metal. Awesome. Or they at least they feel like metal. They're probably not. They're sharp. That's the point. They're sharp. They hurt. <laughs> I don't know if they're actually made out of metal, but they hurt. They they almost kind of feel like a refrigerator magnet, but it's like almost like I don't know. It's hard to explain. They're not a magnet, but here's the inside. They won't do it. I just want the want them to release the last two Dragon Ball Z movies in a metal case. Just so it they have just a looks. Say that again. <laughs> I got distracted by the chat. Oh. I just want the last two Dragon Ball Z movies to be in a metal steel case. That way it just fits with all of mine. Yeah. Um, first of all, there's a Berserk champagne box. I didn't know about that one. Um, I have I have the one I just showed you. I have this one, which unfortunately got damaged in shipping. You can see there's like a huge dent in it right here for Gundam Wing. But I, I didn't spend a lot to get this, so I'm not going to complain about it. Um, I've also got um, Cowboy Bebop. I think I have one for the 08MS team, which used to be over here, but now it's probably right here somewhere. I don't know. But uh, I've got a couple more, I think. Um, I know that one of the official ones was the Bubblegum Crisis uh, one. Others, oh, yeah, there's. Gundam over there, uh, but yeah, those are the ones that I currently have that I can think of off the top of my head. In fact, since we're on the subject, I was thinking about doing my own custom art boxes um, on the channel as a way to, like, for instance, just to oh, hold on. Because, quite frankly, wouldn't it be nice if somebody could take care of this? 
where they where Funimation made this art box and volume three doesn't fit in it. How annoying is that, right? So um, I, I have volume two goes here. I don't have it in there. I haven't opened this yet, but I do have it over there. Um, but uh, volume three doesn't fit. So um, actually, am I holding volume three? Because I might have swapped it for volume two just a second ago. No, this is volume three. All right. Um, so I've been thinking about doing for the channel as a way to, because to survive, especially in this climate on YouTube, uh, the way that channels make money is not primarily through ad revenue. It's through merchandising. So to give you an example, um, channels like Game Grumps. Oh, yeah, he's got the, he's talking, uh, old man says he's got the scribe set that's shaped like a, a big triangle. Um, but uh, the way that channels uh, thrive in this uh, environment now is, let's, let's take Game Grumps, for example. You only get so many views on a particular video, and it takes, you know, hundreds of thousands of views to, to have, uh, on every video to have a sustainable channel. But if if somebody, let, let me put it this way. Each of you individually, for every video I put out until the end of time, if you were to watch those videos, you're probably going to make me 20 cents. You know, not a lot. Um, but if you were to buy a shirt from, say, Game Grumps, um, to use them as an example, because they, they basically modeled that whole Game Grumps thing in order to sell merchandise. So every shirt that they sell is $15, let's say, straight in their pocket, you know? So you earn them only, let's say, 20, maybe 40 cents over the lifespan of the channel in terms of views. But for every shirt you buy, that's a solid 15, right? So I don't really have a brand on this channel that's really marketable in that way. Like, I don't imagine, I mean, maybe you guys can tell me, but I don't think that putting the anime collector logo on a shirt would really sell. I don't think that that would be something people would, would really want to wear. Um, but doing things like custom art boxes, I thought might be a nice way to, because I want to make them for myself. And these would all be manufactured on demand by me, things where I'm going to make them, show them off in a video and if you guys like them and think you know what i would like to have that to house this set or that set because there's just some sets that need an art box um master keaton for example is one set that desperately needs an art box just because that's such an incredible show and uh it 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 needs more than just the, the gold lettering on the spine you know so um, I'm thinking about doing it for myself personally, just to do it uh, as a as like an art project. And then, if you guys like them, um, we could uh, make them available um, online. You know, where you guys could buy them. And I think legally, I don't know if I could legally sell them. I'd probably have to give them away and sell. You would sell the casing. I would sell uh, a uh, a patch. Oh, yeah, you already figured that out. Yeah, basically what I would do is instead of selling to the legal loophole is that I would sell you guys uh, one of these patches 
or a sticker or something, and then uh, you would get the art box. Like I'd ship it in the art box as a way to. So you you grossly overpay for the patches, and then you'd get an art box uh, as the thing I shipped it in. But um, so yeah, so show, like grossly, would that be like a, not an art box for an art bookcase at that point? Say that again. I didn't. I didn't catch. If you took took a series like Versa uh, Yachts at that point would it be an art a whole bookcase it would, it, would be a, it would be a whole shelf that, yeah but um, with Urusei Yatsura there actually are art boxes for that um, you can see them true, true. right this way closer right above my finger right here I'll just grab it it's right above. Can you people understand what I'm talking? Parts one through five. So they that this one actually had the continuing images, if I'm not mistaken. Right? So for that, you would just release them in smaller things because the structural integrity of the box needs to be not to mention you don't want to have 50 DVDs in one huge art box because then you get to that point where you're trying to reorganize your collection and it it touches like literally one DVD too little. Uh, are too much to fit on the shelf anymore and you got to move all 50 DVDs over so this is probably how I would handle a lot of stuff where instead of putting it in uh, in one huge art box let's say the 22 oh that's another one actually I've got the champagne art boxes for Roni Kenshin um, there's 22 discs in that and it's it's separated into three art boxes so that's that's how I would probably handle it um, because you got to keep in mind You got to keep in mind that you need the um, the artwork um, to initial D has a twenty one volume art box. That's nuts. Um, you need the uh, you need to have artwork long enough to to fit on it anyway. You know, so that's that's my thought process behind it. But I'm just curious what you guys think about. Uh, I could yeah I could make collector meme shirts if you guys have any <laughs> any memes to put on shirts. Uh, I, I actually thought about this. Let me let me pull some of these up real quick. Something I wanted to do, because you know how, um, oh yeah, the, the Samurai Deeper Kyo art box is made out of wood. Um, I feel like that would mold over time. Uh, is the Kamichu, that Kamichu art box feels like wood, but it's probably just um, textured cardboard. Let's see, yeah. there's also a Inuyasha box set that's made out of wood as well. The whole reason I brought the whole bookshelf, mini bookshelf idea was, if you look at Bleach or Naruto's manga, uh -huh. Viz released it as an edition where you could just buy this box, the box, box of yeah. stuff just to get all the volumes. Yeah, when they did that with Inuyasha, they did that in a style similar to... Um, to Urusei Yatsura. Well, actually, what they did was they sold because I have I have one volume of Inuyasha. Before I met my wife, I had one volume of Inuyasha where it came with a figure. Okay, so it came with an action figure, really, right? And uh, when I met my wife, um, she already had like the entirety of Inuyasha. So we we found that you could actually stick the volumes of manga into the box that the that the figure had come in right 
uh, and they fit like they're meant to. Yeah, you still have that moldy Kamichu. Yeah, is that is that working? Is the, the dryer sheet helping it? Um, I found out, I'm not sure if it's mold. Let me grab some. This is this this really messed me up last night when I saw this. But speaking of big box sets that damage easily, I do agree with this uh, Gundam Zeta box. It's not, it's probably, it's in decent condition, but like sides and stuff just crease and I don't know how to, how to fix that besides just leaving it alone like I always do. It's always when I move, I have to treat this as fragile. Oh, he's back. Say something. Say something. AC, you're back. Yeah. Um, on the bottom of my collection one of uh, Sailor Moon, I can't tell. Oh, God, it's so hard for you guys to see this. I'm going to turn on the studio lights for a second. Now filming in a live audience. All right. That's still hard to see. Pull these lights down. God, it's really bad. Um, I don't know if it's mold or just some sort of shelfware, but there's this black thing right here, and it really is making me nervous. Because <laughs> this is some. This is like the one set I don't want to have to relocate even though I'm, it's much cheaper now than when I bought it because uh, because of uh, the fact that Viz released the, the box set of the, the Blu-ray and all that. Oh, yours has the same thing? Wait, hold on. Are you talking, Shane, are you talking about Sailor Moon or are you talking about something else somebody was saying? Or was it the Zeta box? He says, Scrap Princess uh, came with anime figures with each oh, volume. Yeah. And Shane says, my box set has the same thing. I'm not sure if he's talking about that or if he's talking about the uh, the Sailor Moon thing. You mentioned Sailor Moon. He said, yeah. He <laughs> says, yeah. Pronouns. Pronouns. They own something. <laughs> <laughs> Sailor Moon. So, um, Haytham Spiegel says, any oddly shaped DVDs that throw off the collection organization? Um, I go out of my way not to get those uh, uh, if I can. I, well, actually, since you brought it up, let me. I got two things I can grab. Uh, for me, that would have, ironically, would have to be the Laroni Tension premium box sets, the one that looks like wood, but it's chip, chipboard cardboard, all because the you put it on. Oh my together, god! So it heavy. slips off. Why are these so heavy? You can't really set it up, and it stays there. Because you have the CD pack, CDs, and the sleeves. It just wants to all tumble out. And you're back. Okay, so he said, "Yeah, it is Sailor Moon." I don't know what what's causing that. it. It almost looks like an, a problem with the adhesive. Um. Yeah. So. I was about to bring that out, uh, that that up, FDDNM, uh, about Gantz. Gantz is one of the ones that's in that orb, and I think Giant Robo has one like that too. Are those inflatable, or is it just that's where you put the CDs in this orb thing? Yeah. The other one. Yeah, they they you put the CDs in the in the um, orb. 
but they didn't do it to Star Wars. The one thing you would think that they would have. Yeah. So, things that don't fit in my collection. Little Witch Academia uh, from the uh, Kickstarter campaign. They are in this retarded... Does it need that much room? <laughs> are we are we being for real here? That couldn't have fit in a normal size DVD. Also, I accidentally bought these, not realizing it was NIS America when I bought them on Right Stuff. So I've got the NIS America premium sets for Umi Neko, which is the, like part three or part four of Higarashi. I don't know. Um, so I've got that, and then I've got two more things that don't fit that I don't know why I got them. They're both up here. Hold on. As he's taking a break to stretch his arms, one of mine is oh, the yeah. .hack Hexabox. Yep. And also the Ninja Turtles Turtle Band, but that's not anime. Maybe what we are talking about. Um, Omara Chan, obviously, that's the big dub. Uh, let's see, and the My Zime Zigway, you can see right over there. Um, it's not a common occurrence. Sometimes it's neat to get something a little different for what you buy or watch. It makes it a little special. Now, if it turns out to be like 30 of them, yeah, it's going to be ridiculous, but... Okay, so I also got Darker Than Black Premium Edition, which again is in a ridiculous case because it's like, oh, it's like a dossier. It's in black and it's got this like thing where you got to unwind it. I haven't even opened that. And then I bought this too. This looked on the... On the uh, website, I thought that this was a different shape. It's the uh, Cowboy Bebop vinyl one. I remember Soul Eater having like this yearbook for special edition. Right when the Darker Than Black came out. You know, uh -huh. just showed. Probably shouldn't have done that. I might have just showed off my address. <laughs> Actually, is this, did I get this shipped to this address? No, I didn't. So what's the weirdest one that you've occurred? The weirdest one what? Uh, to the audience, what's the weirdest thing that you've seen for a box set or have? Let me answer um, these questions real quick. Giant Robo is such a pain in the ass to own. I would totally agree, which is why I don't own that version. <laughs> uh, same goes for Gantz. Uh, Do you worry about acid damage from storing the art boxes next to each other? Um, depends on how papery it is. If it's like it has a finish and I'll move it. I Do don't. They, does that happen from the paper touching each other? Because something that I plan on doing after I'm done with the, uh, the room tour is I'm planning on doing a tip video about resealing things in um, like I'll just show you guys right now since I probably got something over here that I could demonstrate with. Do I have anything? Um, this is a bad example, but I can I, I, it'll get the point across. Uh, 
so this art box still has the plastic wrap on it. I just cut a little hole so that I can put the, uh, the DVDs in it in order to protect the art box from shelf wear. So once I'm, uh, once I'm done... I do the same. Yeah. Once I'm done with the room tour, because I want to have stuff accessible so that I can show you, anything that I've already completed watching, I'm going to reseal in uh, shrink wrap. And um, yeah, uh, exactly. A shrink wrap uh, tutorial tip video is uh, something I'll be doing um, as soon as possible. I want to I want to get that done uh, after the room tour. Um, well, here's the thing about the room tour. So once the bootleg series is done, which by the way, the bootleg series is making a lot more progress uh, lately. It's been going really well, um, especially because I've been talking with Augie so much. Hey it's been uh, very beneficial for me to sort of get my thoughts verbalized and it makes it easier to comprehend and sort of redigest it so that I know how I want to put it out into the, the series. And I've actually made a decision recently because there's a lot of stuff that I had to spend a lot of money to, to get uh, information wise that I want to include in the bootleg series, but um, I it's not relevant. Like it's not worth it. It's overall the amount of time it would take to explain everything just for you to get this bit of information um, isn't worth it. So what I'm going to do is anything I don't cover in the bootleg series, I'm just going to talk about in more detail in the room tour. So once the bootleg series is done, I'm going to immediately, let me rephrase, well, yeah, I guess once the bootleg series is done, because there's going to be a main series for the bootleg series, right? There's an intro video, there's a video where I'm going to talk about um, burned DVDs, uh, burned bootlegs primarily. Um, yeah, the bootleg series has been a long, a long way in the making. Then I'm going to talk about the Hong Kong Malaysian um, I'm going to talk about some specific bootlegs, and then I'm going to talk about the uh, uh, the one-to-one -one copies. Um, and I really need to get through this. It's just funding for this series doesn't exist. It's all on my back from from the work. I have to work a bunch of jobs to make money, uh, and then this series is costing me a fortune because I have to buy the, the bootlegs, uh, particularly those one-to-one -one copies, and then I also have to buy the legit version of those sets, which can be incredibly difficult to show find. Those, show them those VHS fairy tales you got. The VHS ones? Please tell me it's not up there. They're up here. I could show okay. you, but I gotta I gotta cover them because they're they're graphic. No, no, not those. Not, not those. The, fairy tale. Fairy tale. Once upon a time, long long ago, sweet grandmother's kisses. Go carry the brownies off. The, the the one with the mouse and the thumb. Oh, oh, the uh, there you go. mouse and the child. Yeah, I'm trying to keep okay. it Yeah, let me grab this real quick. All right, check in the chat. Uh, giant rolls. I meant magazine bags. That's a quick way, I guess. Oh. Uh, to answer your question, Shane, you say you have like three Bandai Anime Legends bootlegs that look just like the real ones. I have over four dozen bootlegs from the one-to-one -one bootlegger so far, so they might be. Um, what? What? Uh, which sets in particular are they? So anyway, here's here's what he was talking about. These VHS tapes I picked up for the mouse and his child, and I, I bought these to 
as part of an investigation for something that is so not relevant to most of the series, but I just need to get an answer to. And that's just an example of having to spend money to, to get answers. Um, or shrink wrapping, my two cents. If you have something like Afro Samurai, which has slightly damage from this, or Comic Party, which does not imply. Don't. I would avoid shrink wrapping those mm -hmm. because the heat will affect the plastic covering. Right. Probably yeah, more well, professional way. I'm not familiar with it. You don't need to use a heat gun like they tell you to. You can actually do it with a blow dryer. Just so you know. Um, and the way that I would prefer to shrink wrap is is the way sort of like Book Off does it, where, like for instance, these are these are sleeves you can buy, which is what I'm going to do for most things, where it has an adhesive strip, right? I just stuck this in here. This is actually double shrink wrap, just because I don't want it to get damaged. So you can slide it out, you know. So that, that'll be something I cover in the series because um, I prefer this. Um, so regarding things, let me, let me just finish this thought real quick. So with the room tour, just to clarify, the room tour is going to give us more than a year's worth of weekly content because I'm just going to go one shelf unit at a time and just get through the whole thing. And uh, I'm going to record those and schedule the uploads. So... I'm going to finish that series before you guys are done watching it. I don't know how soon, you know, it'll how long it'll take me to finish it, but I'll definitely be done with it before you guys are done watching it. And then as soon as I'm done um, recording and scheduling all the uploads, I'm going to move into um, the, the shrink wrap tip video. Um, so you'll see that before the room tour is done in terms of you being able to view it. Um, and uh, I'm planning... For people who, uh, as a as a perk, if anybody wants to fund on Patreon, I'm planning to um, to create an email list that I can plug into private videos. So videos like, let's say, all the videos in the bootleg series that I'm not going to release until um, the final video on the one to one copies is done. I, that's once I get done with the main series, I'm going to release one day at a time over the course of like five or six days all the videos for the bootleg series. Um, and then I've got two more videos for the bootleg series that I'm going to work on once the main series is out there where I'm going to talk about some stuff like, oh, do I have any right here that I could just show you because they're so frustratingly difficult to explain. While you're there's looking. This, there's this look. thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. While you're looking, I, I bring up... Uh, these things again, not the VHS, but there's a plastic on it. Like you also see this for video games. Mm -hmm. I have to talk to the guy, any guy who does, and he said that he would be able to make it for DVDs as well. Oh, not uh, particularly the kind I was trying to get was something for one of these releases where you have the uh, uh, hoops. The those are so stupid. Why did they make? Why is that a thing? It, it is a gimmick back when it was when DVD was in its infancy. They didn't know, or they probably knew and expect the dumb dumb to hold it. It drops out. You have to go buy another one. I don't know. Maybe it was planned obsolescence. Let me see. I I bought Green Legend Ron. 
I want to make sure that I actually got it because I buy so much stuff sometimes. And I buy stuff in bulk. Like I'll go through. Yeah, I do have it over there. I don't have that version. Thank goodness. Um, but uh, I buy stuff in such big quantities, uh, like bursts of. Okay, I'm going to buy this, and then I'm going to wait a while. Then I'll buy these. That I sometimes I forget to make sure I got it eventually. You know. Okay, so let me um, let me get back to the chat here. So. Uh, okay, so I store some of the art boxes in, in acid-free magazine boxes. So let me ask you if, if hold on. He vanishes. Um, so what are some re-releases that you would like to see eventually someday? What's up? Asked them what kind of re-releases they wanted. Oh, I'm probably not going to get a response, but it would be nice. So, this is uh, one of my Paul Champagne art boxes for Rurouni Kenshin. They shipped it to me like this. Is this is this the kind of thing you're talking about? I mean, this is for protecting it, right, from scratches and whatnot. Um, but uh, you're saying you you keep them in acid-free magazine boxes. I mean, this is this is one of those things where you gotta you gotta kind of keep in mind that. It, this even is in mag, even in uh, magazine bags. Okay, that's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, so right. I def go ahead. Nah, go for it. Go for it. Well, I'm definitely going to have to do my research before making this video because I know that some things that acid it leaches. I know, um, but uh, okay, yeah. Oh, I would love Star Blazers to be re-released. Apparently. Apparently, what I saw from a friend's collection was a bad copy, I guess. I remember watching some a bit of the show, and it was like a horrible quality. I don't know if it was what he was doing or if it was the set, but... I have the four box sets that have the art box where the spine doesn't look like a typical spine. It looks like the Kimagura Orange Road spine. That's not what you're talking about, right? Is that what you're talking about? Do you know? Me? I don't know. I'm, I'm going by the chat. Oh, okay. Hello. Okay, so so Eureka 7 Collection 2. Uh, oh, wow. You think your Tideline Blue is also fake? Do, do you have Tideline Blue? You, you, it must be as a, a box set. I'll have to look into those. Um, Eureka 7, uh, just to give you guys a, uh, I'm going to give you a little precursor to what you can expect from the, from the series real quick on, on what we're going to be looking at in terms of the one-to-one -one bootlegs. Let me grab it real quick. Um, also, if you're curious, I think it's in the description below on the YouTube page. Uh, through Twitter, I'm also photographing each of what I have as well. If you're curious to see what I, what's around me besides the stuff that you currently see, yeah, I'm begging for Kuragami or Orange Road or Sayats or tell me about it. I envy Brad. How? However, it shouldn't be be about. What, 60-so DVDs? 
All right, you guys, particularly Shane, this is for you. I want to make this perfectly clear. I've developed a new technique to deal with these one-to-one -one bootlegs, okay? It's a bit more complex. I'm going to show you visually how you can spot these. Um, these bootleggers have modified their technique since then, since they released this set, okay? So things have changed a little bit. This isn't a foolproof method. But I have a method that I've developed that will give you, it'll give you the answer immediately. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about that today. It's very complicated. It's going to, it takes, it's, it's the reason, it's one of the major reasons why the series is taking so long. Um, so here's the bootleg version. This is the one-to-one -one bootleggers. It's the type of case that they're using that looks like the, um, the Funimation Save Edition. All right, they're these cheap, modular, pop-in-and-out type cases. Uh, Shane, if yours looks like this, then it's it's one of the bootlegs. This is the official release. This is how the, the box set is supposed to be laid out. All right, so that's all I'm going to say for now. That's a way you can visually tell. Um, let me know, Shane, if your... Ghost in the Shell second gig and uh, Tideline Blue look look like that. If that's the reason why, you just hit me up later and we'll we'll figure this out. Because uh, I'd like to with with the one to one bootlegs. I'm trying to obtain everything that they've bootlegged so that I can show it and 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 demonstrate in that video. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys in that video the uh, I'm gonna give you guys my uh, opinion. As like I'm going to give you my my new technique. I'm going to I'm going to show you uh, what you need to do and how you can determine for a fact that something is or isn't um, something that these one-to-one -one bootleggers have hit. Uh, and then I'm going to basically walk you through a couple of them, and then eventually I'm just going to show you all of them. You know, like they got this set, they got this set, um, and then on each individual set, if there is something specific other than what I just showed you with the case, like where I can apply that to a lot of different sets, uh, I'll walk you through in detail everything. Um, and then after that, I'll update the description over time if I become aware of more and more sets they hit. But my hope for this is that when we get to that video in the series, I'm hoping that, that I will have gained enough... Um, I'm hoping that the videos will go somewhat viral. Uh, I'm hoping that they'll get shared on um, Anime News Network and they'll just make their way around where this information is going to get out there and we're going to hit enough people to the point where anybody who has already been a victim of these bootleggers is going to go to the eBay seller, the Amazon seller, and they're going to say, hey, the item that you sold me is a bootleg. You know, and those sellers, because you have to understand that these bootleggers are not the ones selling them. They're using a multi-level distribution chain to basically launder them away from themselves before they actually get into the hands of the customer. So what's going to happen is um, I found uh, a lot of people on eBay who are selling these sets got these sets 
from a different seller on eBay. You know, that's what I mean by this distribution chain. So basically what I'm hoping happens is I'm hoping that enough people complain to these different sellers and then these sellers say, wait a minute, what the hell? All these people are complaining right now. They want their money back. I need to talk to my supplier. They go to the next person in the chain, they complain, and eventually it gets to the point where um, they have to stop buying things from the bootleggers to sell in their stores because of all the complaints and all the people asking for their money back because we rose awareness so rapidly uh, that um, the bootleggers themselves are going to take such a financial hit from all these people in, their distribu in the distribution chain wanting their money back. Uh, and wanting to send things back to them for a refund because they're selling bootleg products that uh, the bootleggers are going to be hit so hard that it collapses their whole system, their whole operation. That's what I'm hoping we can do um, because this is becoming a real problem. And the thing that pisses me off about it the most is that these particular bootleggers are targeting us. They're targeting collectors because they're because they know that we are willing to pay uh, a little bit more to have certain series in our collection, certain versions of series. Um, so because of that, they're able to target us. And that's that's the reason that I'm going after this so aggressively. All right, let me get back into the chat real quick. While you stepped up, while you stepped to the side, I asked what re-releases that they would like to see. I agree with most oh. of them. And I kind of said some of them too. Two, but okay. nothing wrong with repeating. Um, leaving meant to say can relicense, huh? maybe. Um, yeah, I agree. Agree with Masonic Koku, Ursayatsra, uh, Star Blazers, and uh, in regarding Orange Road. So. so I'm just laughing at FDDNM says the bootleggers sound like they op they operate like Anaplex. I have. Uh, they're a lot more. They're a lot less forgiving. Yeah, I, I have a love-hate relationship with all the anime companies, so I have like a, a made-up name for all of them. Anaplex is any money left. Uh, Pony Canyon is Pony Cash Gone. You know, so I have I just have a, a name that I that we behind the scenes we call these uh, these companies because they they just steal all your money. <laughs> so not Pony Up for Pony Canyon. No, that's I just call it Pony Cash Gone. That's just the name I came up with it. A Pony Up's a pretty good name for it though. Biz, I feel like Biz just doesn't listen when it comes to DVD releases. Mm -hmm. We got Ronma re-released really decently, I think. I don't think that they did anything to the audio with the nicer Blu-ray box sets. Mm -hmm. So while I've got people watching in the stream, I just want to ask, uh, does anybody have one of those old bootlegs that has that weird demented Hello Kitty logo on it? Because I've been oh, yeah. looking for one of those. Uh, for the for the second uh, video in the series after the introduction, and I haven't been able to find one that I could actually because uh, I, I just I, I need to know what sets they hit so that I could uh, so that I could get one and say okay here's a different company you know if need be. So I'm just curious if anybody's got one. Let's see the one I pointed to you. It's was Ricky O. Was Ricky O. The first the one and it's like. A dead Hello Kitty with the head falling off the pipe. I don't know why yeah. they thought that. But. I picked something up at uh, at WonderCon. Hold on. Wonderful, wonderful. 
Um, so, what got you immersed into into the Japanese culture? Was it anime, or was it like a local convention? Daddy, daddy, or mommy went to Japan in the military and brought you to? Uh, for me, it was uh, anime. But uh, here's here's something I picked up at WonderCon. Uh, this is going to be in my series on burned bootlegs, and I just love this old man films, you know, and it's got like his, his address and stuff. If it has the phone number, give him a call. No, it doesn't have a phone number. Darn. I, yeah, so I talked about this in one of Mr. Nice Guy's streams. Uh, is there, are there any of these I can show? I don't think there are. Now I can I can put my finger over it. All right, so that doesn't. Uh, I hope I didn't show anything. <laughs> I can I can censor it later uh, with YouTube's um, facial blur feature. But uh, these are, in fact, if anybody's if anybody watching has these, I'm looking to get the rest of them. Um, there's a adult film company called Filmco. And I caught them releasing bootlegs of uh, of anime that I knew they didn't have the rights to, um, because it's it is a bizarre release. But I'm, I'm going to put this back so I don't have to keep holding that finger. But uh, oh, you giving the finger? <laughs> but um, when I discovered that they were bootlegging this stuff, because okay, so let, I, uh, I really got to explain this. So this is what I was trying to explain earlier. Uh, Augie calls these the skinnies. These are dollar store DVDs. Uh, this one was released by East West. Um, got up to get his. Let me lock my camera here. Uh, this one's from uh, East West Entertainment uh, DVD. East West, East West DVD.com. East West Entertainment LLC. Um, Oh, dude, if you, oh, man, I wish you still had that. I would totally buy that off of you. That he, Shane says he had a, he used to have a bootleg that said it was an unofficial bootleg release on the back. That's hilarious. Do you remember what it was of? Maybe I can find it still. What show, I mean. Um, so uh, these are, I'm giving you a little demo of, the, of part of the series. This is going to be the video that comes out after the one-to-one -one, uh, bootlegs, the one-to-one uh, counterfeit guys in the bootleg series. I'm going to talk about these guys. So for all you know, these could be legitimate and they should be because you buy these at the dollar store. You know, you could find these at the dollar bin at Best Buy, you know, but uh, every once in a while they'll do something where they release something like this. Oh, really? A fistful of dollars? It's a fistful of skinnies. Well, then again, you got there's some good ones. You got like um, so what, basically the Thumbelina Adventure is really good. Well, basically, as far as you know, uh, there's no reason to think that, that this is a different company. This is Digiview, which was a more respected version of East West Entertainment LLC. <laughs> But for all you know, these are these are things that they have the rights to. There's no reason to believe they don't. And then they release something like this. And you're like, wait a second. I think Discotech had the rights to that. And uh, just to show you, it's it the 
it's definitely it's definitely this one as well. It has a different cover. The artwork on the cover is just some random thing. It doesn't look anything like the character in the actual show, but it is this. Okay, it is it is the discotheque one. And then you're like, okay, hold on. If they don't have the rights to this one, what about everything else in my collection they released? Did they not have the rights to that either? And and that's that's something that I call in bootlegging the gray area in the sense that you bought these things from a uh, dollar store, dollar tree, 99 cent store, whatever you want to call it. You, you may be able to find these at the dollar bin at Best Buy occasionally. So you're buying these from places where things should be legitimate. You know, you expect them to be legitimate and you start collecting them because they're anime that hasn't been released on DVD any other way up to that point. These are mostly VHS um, things that were at one time released on VHS. In fact, most of them look like VHS rips. But So you start collecting them and then... Okay, he says he doesn't have the Hello Kitty symbol. Okay. Um, so you start collecting these and then you find out that... Uh, that they, um, you know, release something they clearly didn't have the rights to. And this is one of many examples I'm going to show in the series. And that's that's where I call it the gray area because you sort of, it's, the companies are so small and so obscure that the websites are down usually by the time you even realize that these existed and you start collecting them because they're so under the radar, you start collecting them. And then you, uh, you, you eventually get one like this where you're like, okay, something's not on the up and up. Um, and because of that, you, uh, you kind of have to determine for yourself as a collector where you draw that line on, on what is or isn't admitted into your collection. For me, I keep these in my collection. I, I kind of, uh, um, I kind of let them slide because I'd rather have the stuff that Digiview released, like um, the wonderful galaxy of Oz and all these really obscure stuff that nobody's ever heard of. I'd rather have those than not have them. So I keep them in my collection and I can't know if they're, if they're on the up and up or not until I find one like this. And then, and then, Oh, Digiview's entire catalog is now called into question. But what about East West entertainment LLC? Well, I have to find one that they released during the same time uh, that another company had the license to know for sure. So with with Filmco, that adult film company, I, I caught them on Crying Freeman. Um, and because they're an adult film company, most of the stuff they're releasing is adult titles. So it's Crying Freeman and... Uh, Oh God, what's that show? Oh, Genki Clinic. Um, and I, I, they released something the same year that Right Stuff released a re-release of Ogenki Clinic. So I was like, got them in the bag. So I'm just getting back to the to the phone call after all this. Uh, uh, you said to to call the old man films thing. I called Filmco. I did, uh, and uh, I filmed it. And it was one of the most uncomfortable conversations I've ever had in my life. And it was a moment where I was so glad that a YouTuber has the opportunity to edit videos and decide whether or not they want to upload them because that did not go as planned at all. Uh, I thought it was going to be hilarious because I thought that I was going to call them and it was going to have this really like raunchy call waiting uh, music or something like a, like a message, like when you call right stuff and it's, you get a message from Justy Yoweki Tyler or Alucard from Helsing and they, they ask you to wait. Uh, they tell you to like hold and then they have like, um, music or whatever. I was expecting that. 
didn't get that. Then the woman who answered the phone sounded like she was 190 years old. <laughs> and it just, it was bad. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, that's going to be its own video. So I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to do an intro video to talking about the, the film co stuff by talking about the gray area. And then I'm going to branch off into um, film co, which uh, released a bunch of stuff, mostly cream lemon in a, raw Japanese, um, meaning there's no subtitles, VHS rip format looking. Like, they're really bad. I think what happened is the guy who runs the adult film company went to Japan at some time, and he bought a bunch of Japanese porn. And then he just brought it back to the States, made VHS copies of it, and started selling them, is I think what happened. I don't know. But, um, but I want to talk about that. Just because of, I want to sort of go over a lot of the research I did, um, just as a fun video for the series. But anyway, that's what you guys have to look forward to. Um, so let me let me see. So going back to the comments, we have yeah. Enchanted Journey, which is well, Bambi. Let's see, Old Yeller, but with a deer. Deer, I think Smile. No, Smile did not. Not show that in their broadcast. Uh, can you show them uh, Dog Tanya? Uh, yeah, let me grab Enchanted Journey too. Okay. Uh, with some of this, with some of the games, most of them are just crap, horrible, not even good quality. Quality, but every once in a while you might find something that's sort of worth it. But if you have a VHS of it, it's probably better. Like uh, Panda and the Magic Serpent. Serpent, or well, this got a full re-release, DVD release, but like the Little Prince. Um, one common problem I see with a lot of these is that it should not come to some surprise because it's a thin pack; they break easy. Okay, so Shane, pay for, huh? but sorry, Shane is saying I'm assuming that you were calling back to when I asked what the bootleg was. You said it was. Of an anime called Enchanted Journey. Okay. Oh, I just um, read that. All right. Uh, so I'm assuming I'm assuming the version you had wasn't this one, which I'm which I'm pretty sure is the official release, released well, by Blast Films. Hold on, one book. Okay, I'm I'm dead wrong. I'm so just made a jackass out of myself. What am I thinking of? Go on, go on. I'm just reading. Okay. Um, so here's Dog Tanyon. So you do not have to go bother the Ma Mondo skinnies for it. You can just go buy the Canadian set. Oh, did Mondo release this? Yeah, Mondo released a few no skinnies. Way. It's not worth it since you showed me that. Yeah. Um, I had the Mondo release of Snow White. Ugh. I knew I knew that Mondo had released Snow White. I've got three volumes of it here. So he's talking about uh, Mondo TV 
Dream Factory. How how's the quality of the Dog Tanyon on the Mondo skinnies? Does it look like a VHS rip? I do not know. When you showed me that, I yeah, I was smart enough to just get that instead. Yeah, okay. All right. So um, this was released by BRB International. Uh, it's just a, I'm I'm assuming it's a foreign company. I, I think it's in Italy or something. I don't know why I feel like that is, but uh, it just seems like it. But they also released the uh, Adventures of Willy Fog. This is Journey to the Center of the Earth, Around the World in 80 Days, and 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And we discovered that... What was it? The something Jones? Okay, what I was describing, its alternate name was... Montana. Montana Oh yeah, Montana Jones. The yeah, but I don't know if it is because it's it looks like the same art style. Maybe it's the same creators, but uh, there is a Willie Fog ent uh, entrance on um, on Anime News Network. Um, so from what I understand, this was originally like a fifty episode show, and they just took certain episodes and edited them together to create these series that follow the Jules Verne um, that's who wrote 20,000 Leagues, right? Uh, to write the to go through the different stories here uh, the literary works so anyway I gotta look up that Enchanted Journey uh, bootleg, that's hilarious that it's Okay, what I was thinking of was the yearling aka Fortunate Fawn guest from Felix Video, I do apologize for giving this information Oh, uh, speaking of those compilations, I found this weird. So you have the die. Dangard Ace, and the spine is the same color. You have Scar's Anger, and you have this like whole space thing going on. I kind of like that. We have Discotech releasing Guy King with the red, like it should be, because you have the whole fire thing going on. Then you have Guy King with the whole fire thing, but it's baby blue. I don't know why. Why they chose to do that. Nobody said they had to be consistent. That's true, but it would be nice. <laughs> it would be. bunch of VHS copies of Enchanted Journey. I'll look at these later. Um, all right, so we've been streaming now for close to three hours. What time is it for you? <laughs> well, it's, I guess it's only, only about to be two for you, huh? It's two o'clock for me, so normal yeah. time when we usually speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, I wanted to know I'm, I was thinking about like these podcasts are going to be archived automatically onto the channel. And I was thinking about having a playlist for the raw broadcast and then also edit down um, the video to just sort of get the, the main points and cut out all the, hold on, I'm going to go grab something, you know, because that, that eats up a lot of time. 
Uh, but I honestly don't want to spend more energy than is necessary working on the podcast because that's time that I'm taking away from working on the bootleg series. So I'm just curious for you guys, if you missed a podcast, if there was a day when we were doing this and you were unfortunately unable to, to view it, would it be worth it to you to actually go back and watch the raw version of the, of the, um, of the broadcast you missed, or is it, something where it's only really worth it if you actually got to be there and interact in the chat and ask questions and talk about things, or would you actually prefer it if I did edit down stuff so that you could digest it quicker um, and just get the, the main points um, uh, if, if that's something I could do? I think you guys have a 10 second delay too. I did. So, for example, if I'm sitting here waiting for people to answer a question in chat, I could cut that out. Okay, so Shane would prefer the raw version. I mean, both of them, if I were to do this, both versions would be available. Um, they would, you would just, they would be in the description of each other. Like, hey, this is the, this is the, uh, the cut version where we cut it down for time. Raw version is here, click that. And the raw version says, this is the raw version. If you just want the, you know, the important bits, here it is uh, in this video. Yeah, it's it's not so much a ton of work. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go crazy with it, except that um, if we were to cut it down, it's gonna make it easier for people who come into the series way later to get caught up with the things we've talked about. You know, which is I don't know. I mean, watch time wise, I I make more money on YouTube if uh, if people sit through the whole thing in the raw version. I'll make a lot more money, but I'll get a lot more viewers. If uh, if I shorten it is the thing. I'm not getting money out of this. Yeah. Well, um, for the record, when we get uh, a thousand subscribers on the channel, it'll it'll automatically enable uh, what's called super chat. And I'm not suggesting that you guys should feel like you have to donate money, but that's there's a super chat has a thing where you can uh, you can submit like a, a comment with a dollar amount attached to it so that it lingers at the top. Just just saying, if anybody were to do that, I'm going to split it with Augie, just so you know. Um, unless unless it's specifically stated this this super chat is directed at this person, um, I'm just going to split it, just so you know. I just want to make that uh, clear. Um, yeah, I'm thinking, uh, so FDDNM suggested maybe a highlight reel after a month or something. Um, oh, yeah, that's something that I've been mentioning to you for right. when we did Talk about it. Right. So here's here's what I'm thinking. Uh, the CUP podcast, the Pat the NES Punk does, on his channel, he takes snippets from it and puts it as its own video. If there's something that I feel was really worth it, like if, if we had a guest on and they brought in some really like pertinent information because uh, I don't feel like anything particularly that we've talked about tonight was worthy of like a, a little clip. But, um, but if we had something like that, I, I might release those little things because uh, it's a good way to advertise the podcast uh, and it's a more digestible format. So, um, but anyway, I'm just curious uh, what you guys, you guys like this format. Um, how's the time for you? 
uh, is this a good time for you guys? Because uh, I know it's getting late and it's a Thursday. Uh, so, for instance, Old Man and Augie are both up at 2 a.m. Uh, I know Augie doesn't have work tomorrow, right? That's why we're able to do this? Yeah, that's pretty much why. Yeah. Um, so I just want to know. Okay. Yeah, so people are saying the raw. That's fine. That that makes it easier on me. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna record them for until like the hard drive I'm recording them to really fills up, so that I'll have because uh, I record them so that I can record my audio separate from Augie's, um, so the editing will be easier, um, and so that I can have uh, my camera recorded separate from what the what uh, Google. Um, Hangouts is showing me. Maybe, so, maybe trying to wrap it up, but if you like one more topic to get through, that's. I, I'm not. Related. I'm not trying to wrap it up. I'm just. I just wanted okay. to make sure I brought this. Up. Go ahead and uh, if you got another topic that you that you think is um, worth bringing up, we could. Um, not really about about anime, but more about more Japanese aversion or whatever the word correct word is called. Uh, last weekend, I had the Daikin Festival my hometown, mm -hmm. which is a free Japanese festival supported by Daikin. Daikin to just show that they're there. We're here for the people. Mm -hmm. So from there, I got a few trinkets. First up, this uh, Great Waves Happy Coat, which they just oh, gave out cool. free. Okay, I'm going to click on user. Because now they have like a mascot. There you go. Oh, nice. Do you know who Wow Coon is? Um, they had a draw. I'll just put this on. They had a drawing where you picked a marble, or in a sense, it was supposed to be like one of those crane. You spin it, then it poops the marble. Well, instead, they just had people grab into a bag, pick out the marble. They ran out of prizes, but they at least gave me the marble. <laughs> and also, for the youngins that come over here, they get to practice their calligraphy. Oh, nice. I cannot find that. Batman a little coat, guys. <laughs> they had uh, had them do some calligraphy. So I suggested open chest for this, but instead I got oh, nice. open case. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Um, like I said, I want to spend... I want to spend as little time as possible. That's why you couldn't hear me because you, you took off your headphones. I want to spend as little time as possible um, really working on this podcast. I want it to just sort of be a relaxed thing. Oh, come thing. on. They want people to laugh at the Batman and can't put on a jacket. <laughs> um, but uh, if anybody wants to draw like a logo for the open chest, uh, that'd be totally fine with me. Um, because I, I was thinking about a logo with like a – like, you know the Rooster Teeth podcast, how they've got that that condenser mic or whatever that – I don't know what it's called. That, that, that special kind of mic is like a um, – what? <laughs> Are you talking to me or them? I'm talking to everybody. Okay. I'm not familiar um, You know <laughs> – uh, okay, well, um, they, they're the people who do Ruby. But uh, you know those microphones – let me just pull up a picture of it. I'll, I'll pull up a picture of a microphone. I was thinking uh, like just – if anybody wanted to do one, I was thinking of those old like radio microphones, I guess. I don't know. Just like a, a, a microphone that looks like it would go with the podcast. Yeah. See, I, 
I thought of that too, FDM. Uh, <laughs> he's saying he, he was thinking of a logo with a human chest spewing out DVDs. Um, <laughs> I was thinking of a, of an open chest with a microphone coming out of it, and then maybe a drawing of of Augie and I. But that's okay. Let me one, do this. One thing I would add to the chest is like a Dharma inside. Yeah. Let me, uh, hang on. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to post the link in chat instead of just bringing it up here. Because I, I don't want to, um, I don't want to go to the trouble of sharing the, uh, screen again. Oh. I'm sorry if you're here. I keep, I keep trying to post in the, in the wrong chat. My other computer. Okay, there's the image. That's what I was thinking about. Um, Again, I don't. I don't want to spend too much time on this uh, because it's taken away from the. Yeah, if you just want to, if you just want to do something, I, I mean, I could do it. I'm. I, I've got the means. Um, my Cintiq is in California right now, so I couldn't draw on the screen because um, I, I lent it to somebody who's doing an animation project. But, uh, um, but yeah, just if anybody wanted to to do that, I'm open to it. And um, I was also thinking if you guys wanted to send us pictures of your anime collections or your most prized possessions we could that'd be fun for us to look at and it might be nice to uh to show them off on stream um so yeah, that's similar to like captain kangaroo or MSPK. Yeah. <laughs> something we could do send it to just, zoom just something we could do is just an idea so if you guys want to send uh something to uh anime dvd collector at gmail if pull my headphone out um that's how you could uh some open chest and JRPG. Yeah, I was thinking. I was thinking about that too. You could, uh, you could almost make the the chest the uh, the mascot. You know, because in in like old Dragon Quest games, they had the mimic chests where they had teeth. So anyway, just hope so yeah, you. Say what? Oh wait, I'm talking the screen. Okay. Oh, I have the. Sorry, I have it. I had the. I had the. For those of you guys watching, I have the option as the person hosting the stream. I can click. You mean on, that they've been looking at me this whole time? Yeah, they've been looking at you the whole time. Sorry, I've been thinking oh, wow. and looking over at chat. Wow, <laughs> ever since you, ever since you awkward. started putting on the coat, basically. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is why we. Were, this is why I record the uh, the other thing for the non raw version, where I can replace that with footage of me. <laughs> uh, Anyway, um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. Unless you've got something else, I think we should probably wrap up because um, I've got time now where I could actually work on uh, on the bootleg series. Um, um, once again, for people who just don't know who I am, I'm just some great yeah. collector. Um, I'm Augie. I, I write under the pen name as John Jobo, and I'm part of the Over Encumbrance uh, blog. In the description of this video, there's a link to his uh, his articles if you want if you want to check them out. I've written a few articles. I'm getting back into it. I'm almost done with another one. So I have like a top ten list of horrible, one horrible anime and different reviews out there yeah. at the moment. On Twitter, just like how he has a room tour, I'm slowly putting up pictures of all my collection on Twitter on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Just to so, keep that going. 
uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter, that's also in the description. Just go ahead and check there. Um, and then right now, um, just to give you an idea of what I was thinking about doing for this, in the description, it, there's like a, a little bracket uh, bar between, you know, his links and all that. Um, I'm going to be putting in a little description of what we talked about during the podcast for the raw version. So if you ever, uh, if you ever miss one of these and you want to watch the archived version um, and you want to know sort of what we talked about, uh, I'll put in the description, I'll, I'll give like a little bit of a list of the sort of stuff we, we discussed in the video. Um, uh, and if there's anything like particularly relevant, I might put a timestamp in there too, so that you guys can just jump straight to that point. All right. Uh, if there's any future topics you'd like for us to go over, we've seen some already. Let us yeah. know. Any that's, uh, improvements? That's a good point. Let us know as well. So, so uh, FDDNM says have characterizations of of both popping uh, of of us popping out of a chest holding all the DVDs. That's actually not a bad idea. I kind of like that. If you did it like from a or a perspective view, kind of like a top down, you could totally do that. Um, put timestamps on the description of the raw. Yeah, that's that's where that's what I'm planning on doing. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, that's what we'll do. Um, I'm gonna try to save this chat, uh, which is not as easy. I mean, I don't know what I'm gonna use it for, but <laughs> but uh, I wonder if I can. Because it. Oh, by the way, I'm going to make, uh, before I forget, hold on, FDDNM, I'm going to make you a mod for future reference. And then uh, if you guys have any, um, if you guys have any recommendations on guests we should have uh, on this this stream, um, definitely, you know, let us know. If any of you guys want to join at some time, that's something we can easily do so long as you have a webcam and um, some way to, you know, talk with us. Uh, most laptops have a, have a webcam and an internal microphone, so that's really all you need is just a laptop. Um, so anyway, other than that, I think that, uh, I think that we're pretty good now, and we should go ahead and wrap this up. What do you think, Augie? Yeah, I think so too, so sayonara. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll, we'll catch you next time. I think that um, if things go according to plan, not next week, but the week after on Thursday is when we'll have the next uh, stream. All right. Talk to you guys later. <laughs>